All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and Friends. Actually, no, oh, they're my friends. I guess we can still call it that. Uh, but we're playing One Ring today. We are uh, we are we are hitting episode fifty. We're very excited because uh, it was fifty episodes, which is crazy. But we're also doing a bunch load of giveaways uh, as we've been uh, kind of plugging for the last few weeks. We're going to get to them almost right away here in just a moment. But we're going to have giveaways from uh, from the very generous, kind folks at Free League who have given us. Uh, a, a big old physical bundle copy of uh, of One Ring and also a couple PDF copies to give away. And our good pals at Norse Foundry, uh, Eric, has also given us two $50 gift certificates. Everything, by the way, no limitation on where we get it from. So whether you're US, Canada, Europe, some maybe even France, though I'm, I've been told from other streams that that country doesn't exist, you, you're, you're eligible <laughs> uh, and it's going to be great. Uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little disappointed with the players, uh, other than Melissa, Melissa, she has grown her hair long enough to do a braid, which matches, uh, her character. She's doing a touch of cosplay. I'm very upset with Ashley for not Don't doing you notice my beard. <laughs> no, literally I'm growing a beard for this. Did you is it a, imagine is it a green beard? if I showed up with this just is my like a perm one day? Ashley, <laughs> that would be quite possibly the greatest day of my life. If I ever saw I you just pop up with a perm. Do you have a wig in my Amazon cart? Uh, that's just kind of got a perm. You got to perm it up. Listen, you <laughs> perm, I'll perm. Let's do it. And then I'm also very disappointed in Stephen for not breaking his nose for this episode, as his nose has been broken. Uh, as dang, it's Jeff, very uh, let's go meet up, and I'll let you break my nose. I don't want to break <laughs> no. your nose. I don't want to. I don't. I don't like that. I'm not a violent person. Don't eat dice. Uh, don't break noses. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but we're here. Uh, so we, we were, we actually, I was actually looking at a few notes today and it turned out, I just figured, figured it out this morning that, uh, uh, that this is that we're actually at the two year in-game anniversary of when the, the campaign started. So our campaign started late summer, uh, of 2965 and it is now late summer, 2967. That was, that was totally intentionally done. I've been planning this all out for the last, uh, year and three months or four months or however long it's been. Uh, but it's very awesome to see that. Uh, and uh, it's crazy to think of that. Like we didn't even have Steven at the start. Sorendir didn't really exist yet. Now Sorendir is somewhere. And now we have Daggett. So things have kind of changed radically. And uh, yeah, and not only are we at 50, but we're actually, we've been talking about like where we're going from here and we can kind of see, kind of see the end. It's not anywhere close, somewhere between 10 and 30 episodes, I think. But uh, we can kind of see the direction of where we're going, which is pretty cool. Let's say a little bit of a range there. I would definitely say it's closer to 30 than it is to 10, but I just, I wanted the low Just ball. knowing us and how we like pause yeah. on things. Yeah. We'll just have like a nine hour episode every other weekend and uh, we'll be done by June. Uh, okay. So why don't we, why don't we do some character introductions uh, and then we're going to do our first giveaway. Uh, so Long, tell us about Floyd, man. Yeah, Floyd, your treasure hunting dwarf, reliable, friendly, hardy. Just couldn't rely on them to anything. Taking down foes, carrying treasure, you name it. Yeah, darn right. He's uh, He has been the offensive juggernaut of the campaign. During the middle parts of the campaign, things were getting a little dicey, I think, with Floy as he took on some cursed armor, if you recall. He uh, he has uh, he has a suit of, uh, or at least a chain shirt, I can't remember exactly what it is, of mithril armor that was cursed. You discovered it. Uh, I believe that was in the the sunken dark waters uh, when we were traveling through Rudauer of the sunken keep, and it was cursed, and it kind of kept messing along, messing with you. And if that's what took us all the way out to Forlorn, 
where you can kind of and Linden where you can kind of clean that kind of stuff. And yeah, things have been going a little better, a little better since then, a little better. Uh, next up, Ashley, tell us a little about Gilly. Uh, I'm playing Gilly Kettlegrass and she is our ranged free habit. So she tends to stay from the back and often tries to uh, give injuries as her only way of assisting really because if i was up there fighting i'd be dead as we found out when i got almost one shot by a troll it was very um, close yeah. <laughs> it was terrifying mm-hmm. um but yeah she has been chronicling our adventures uh sort of just keeping track of everything and drawing inappropriate pictures of dwarves unfortunately uh that's her like kryptonite i guess inappropriate pictures of dwarves yeah. what are you talking yeah. about anything <laughs> gilly does it's artistic so it's totally fine <laughs> It's protected by artistic Draw me, rights. Like one of your dwarf. your French dwarves. Exactly. Oh gosh. But I like again, and Aaron's here, he can back me up now in chat. I don't think France exists. Like we've, we've <laughs> kind of I don't this word French. It's so weird. Uh and Gilly, uh so Gilly, you have you done a melee attack at any point throughout this campaign? I think Against the first time we fought a troll, I tried going for its ankles. <laughs> I need to go okay. back and re-listen. Should, that but, was um, pretty early. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. early, too. That and then I think early. after that, I because I got hit really hard, and I was like, never again. No. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I remember really early on, Gilly had an amazing, like, um, distraction. Oh, yeah. I mimicked a troll. That was... You did. Uh, and it worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I definitely remember that. And that was also around the same time I think Floyd did the heroic jump out of the trees. Yes, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, Arineal. Uh, Melissa, tell us about uh, our ranger friend. Yeah, so Arineal is our ranger of the North champion. Um, she is very excited that last episode we were able to uh, bring Hollis back to Bree because that was very, very beginning of the campaign, Arineal having some spare jerky to give to the dogs when we were having our first council. And so it only took us 49 episodes and two years of game time, but we finally uh, got Hollis out of uh, exile and back at home with uh, Mama Marge. So that's yes, what that's true. Yes, about. Marge is, uh, is my opinion, uh, one of the greatest uh, characters that we have on the show, <laughs> and I include the player characters in that too. Uh, and uh, I do, I do. And she was finally rewarded after her long suffering with her son being returned to her uh, after being uh, outcast, all because he was just, you know, he looked, he looked the wrong, he looked the wrong way once, and he got in trouble, and they banished him, and now he's back. Uh, but we'll dive into that in a minute. Uh, and then finally, the newest member of the party, uh, we've got Daggett. Tell us about Daggett, man. Daggett is a dwarf captain, uh, and he is relatively new to the party, but he's already got a few of his uh, Shadow Path flaws. Uh, he, he's been a little tyrannical and resentful lately. Uh, doesn't like being told what to do. Uh, yeah, it, he really resembles me quite a bit. You don't like being told what to do? Oh, I can't stand being told what to do. Hey, could you, are you really me, growing could you, could your you beard? Turn your, <laughs> can you turn your mic up a little bit there? <laughs> can I turn my mic up? <laughs> I was telling you what to do. Never mind. I couldn't think of something I could tell you to do. You said, could sense. you? You asked me. That, <laughs> that wasn't telling me. 
That's a good point. I do have a That's question. A Are you really growing your beard out for this character? Of course. What do you think's going on here? I've seen pictures of really long beard Steven. Steven's had a very long beard before. Long beard Steven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I've had a, a few very long beards, and uh, most of them end with me looking very ragged. I mean, to be fair, it's very hard. Not impossible. Very hard to have a long beard that doesn't kind of look ragged, right? Because when you start grooming it too much, that's also kind of alarming, right? It doesn't help that I sleep on my stomach a lot. So it just pushes like these waves in with the pillow. So, yeah. All right. Well, so let's do a quick summary and then we'll dive back into where we were in our campaign. So last time around, we we began uh, at the tail end of a fight, of a battle with trolls in the Chetwood. So we... But fortunately, even though you all were not looking too good at the time, Hollis Oakstout, as has been mentioned, and his dogs, Hooper and Quint, they entered the battle with these hill trolls, the trolls that nearly one-shot Gilly, uh, and they turned the, the tide in your favor. But wounds, fatigue, kind of accrued, mounted at that point, and you all decided to just kind of cease your search for things, and you went back to Bree. There, you reunited Hollis with his mother, Marge. You got uh, Marge out of Reeve Pickthorn's hair, uh, who was overjoyed, by the way, at their reunion, uh, for it meant that Marge left finally. Daggett used this opportunity like a greedy, greedy misanthrope uh, to exploit the Reeve's weariness and extract more coin for the service uh, in retrieving Hollis. Next morning, you all confirmed with Alcott Sweet, Rot, uh, Sweet Root excuse me, that there were plans to send a messenger to the elves to try to help out Elise Briarcleave, who we all know has a very terrible infected wound. Uh, you all decided not to carry that message because you wanted to continue southward to Tharbad because you are looking to recruit your old dwarven friends Thorvum and Thebe, who journeyed with you, or sort of with you, to uh, Angmar a couple years back. Along the way, along this travel, Floy, you discovered a ruined and cracked uh, statue face hidden in the stone of a hill. It was kind of overrun with these long-beaked birds that were feasting on all manner of venomous grubs that were swarming in the crevices. Cleared those birds away. Arineal, you notice the body of a goblin was folded up inside, dead for some time, uh, carrying a spear with this kind of dark blue cloth that was that was actually reminiscent of Rotag's warband from two years ago. Rotag uh, being the Olag High, who for a while you all thought was an orc that was leading this warband, and you defeated the last time you journeyed up to uh, to Ankmar. A few days south of there, you you try to take shelter inside of this. Um, this ruined tower not too far off the road. As if you recall, it's it's summertime. It's the tail end of summertime, so it's sweltering heat, and you were looking to get some shade. Uh, there, you met a peculiar man by the name of Gerwin, who was very, very interested in all of you. Your plans, your names, uh, pretty where you're going, all that kind of stuff. And he also offered to escort all of you to Tharbad as well. You declined. You were getting kind of paranoid uh, that he might have some nefarious intentions of some kind. Uh, he was also sort of talking to himself at times. Uh, several days later, while you guys were nearing Tharbad in the, the Grey Flood River that goes northwest, south, uh, or excuse me, northeast to southwest there, uh, you, un, uh, you unknowingly camped in uh, fields belonging to farmers by the name of Hatta and Vanek Helt. Uh, in the morning, a swarm of turkeys just tore through your camp. Uh, and thinking that they were wild, Gilly tried to lasso one for a meal and was very successful in doing so. In fact, so successful that it broke its neck. Moments it later, killed it. you mm -hmm. killed it. 
Hada and Vanek arrive. They're, the turkeys were theirs. They were upset, you might say. They'd escaped. These turkeys had escaped their pens from that farmhouse down the road. Uh, they were upset that trespassers would kill their livestock. And so they made their anger. And in the case of Vanok's sadness, because his favorite turkey beaker had died, made it very well known to you all. Daggett, uh, because he is evil, uh, took umbrage with this and stepped up threateningly towards Hada. I took even, umbrage with the fact that they threatened our donkeys. Just clarifying there. You even taunted her to hit you, which she did. Uh, she smacked you like right in the face. Uh, and then you decided to try to kill her uh, by tackling her intentionally onto a sharp stone that was buried in the ground. Now, Gilly was fortunately there nearby, and so she was able to intervene and prevent, and prevent Hatta from dying. But Vanak went wild with, uh, with grief, threatening to tell someone who they called Master Gurnow of Tharbad about what you all did, remarking about how dwarves could not be trusted, not just Daggett. But all doors, including those that, that Gurnow had hired to uh, rebuild Tharbad's bridge, uh, cooler heads eventually did prevail, fortunately, and the party helped bring Hatta back to the farmhouse and recover the missing turkeys. Vanek gave you a little, little background about the area. I told you about these wolves in the wild that had kind of spooked their animals and how there was this figure that sometimes appeared in the hills or by the river that folks started referring to as the huntsman. Uh, Vanek, uh, he kind of rambled on about this uh, this dark boat on the river, something that you all have kind of heard about before. The strict rules that Master Gurnow has for crass folk, various and various other bits of news. Daggett, you decided to make a turkey stew and feed him uh, his favorite turkey, and that's where we ended. Any questions on that? I refuse to believe he's never eaten a turkey before. Just saying. I'm just saying it was his. You know, he he was. It was just getting over everything. And then you, <laughs> you just, you're like, here, eat your pet. Eat your, eat your best friend. All right. But let's it, get it. Dang, it did such good spicing and everything with it. Really paid good homage to the life of said turkey. Didn't, uh, it would have been worse if it went to waste. Sure. So we start up. Lunch has been had. Uh, I think it's actually, probably midday, maybe early afternoon in the time it took you to help out Hada and get the turkeys back here and all that kind of stuff. So it's a little past lunchtime, uh, still light out, still extremely hot. Uh, and, uh, things have settled with Vanek here. Like you guys are in, in better sort of a better state with him. Uh, is there anything you guys wanted to do or ask about before we continue? I think he gave us some pretty good information about kind of everything that's been happening. So I think as long as his uh, wife seems to be as stable as she can be, I think we're good. Well, we did tell him that we would fix the fences for the chicken coop and look into the wolves. But um, we finished up our chorin for Marge and now we've got to do some uh, restitution chorin. <laughs> Please don't accuse my friend of murder chores. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the plan then? You tell me. Sounds like we're fixing a fence. Okay, yeah, Daggett wants. would want to try to avoid him as much as possible. And okay. I think he would focus his energy into fixing the fence 
uh, just to get out of his presence. Okay, Daggett, do you want to then roll a craft test to see if you can fix this fence? And what I are the other that. what are the other three of you doing this early afternoon? Did we make a deal that we had to slay wolves? Was that something? Sort of. You kind of part of um, part of him not going and telling Gurnow on you is that you guys would look into this whatever is kind of spooking their animals, like whatever has been plaguing the area. And I'll get an early start on maybe tracking this down. Okay. Uh, you can, if you want, if you, I guess there's a couple ways you can go about doing it. You, if you just wanted to kind of look around the pen, perhaps even where Daggett is, uh, repairing stuff, you could potentially do a scan. Uh, if you actually wanted to try to find tracks or something like that, you could probably do hunting of some sort. Uh, Floyd, you, uh, up for some assistance with, uh, what you're doing? I'll just take a look around what kind of damages, what beasts have come around. We might go after the wolves. I'm uh, I'm there with you. All right. I'll go ahead and scan here. Okay. Since I have roll. advantage or uh, favored. Yeah. yeah. Get an extra die for a renewal assisting. All right. Okay. Starting off with just success. Okay. You can tell. Uh, that definitely something had like these these fences are fairly tall like they're probably even taller than you would have expected them to be because uh, you all have spent time around Coombe and other places with with farmland and everything uh, but you can see that there's these these fences are, are actually higher than your head floy they they go much taller than your head uh, probably a lot taller than you would you would need for these animals as as now that things seem to be settled like these creatures seem relatively docile uh but you notice that there are, are sections where something has torn away at it. Uh, and while you're searching, you notice that kind of buried into one of the, the planks of wood that makes the fence is a tooth. Uh, and the tooth is a not insignificant size uh, as it looks quite large. It looks a little bit hooked and gnarled uh, in some way. Uh, and you can see that whoever, like whatever was kind of breaking in here it was it was kind of eating its way in like literally gnawing with its uh, with its face uh the fangs of a beast it's and done quite a bit of damage indeed uh and i would also probably say even though you only got the one success uh you can definitely tell that there were some initial drag marks as something kind of got pulled away so it looks like not all of the turkeys fled and that some of them just kind of one, one or two of them might have been taken. Can Reniel kind of expand a little bit? Looking uh, for prints. Sure. Give a hunting test. It's fine. Uh, and while this is happening, Gilly, what are you up to? Daggett's repairing the fence. Floyd's taking a look at some of the damages. Reniel, you're looking for tracks, sort of. What are you up to, Gilly? Um, so I know that they have other animals. I just want to make sure that those fences are fine because I know they're focused more on like the turkeys. Sure. Uh, the, the, the other animals they have, there's only a handful here or there. They have a small kind of like what looks like a, like a barn, but not one as big as the one that you found a in a few weeks back when you were initially mm -hmm. starting your travel. 
Uh, it's a little rickety. It's not in great shape. Nothing here seems to be in great shape. Even the farmhouse doesn't appear to be well-crafted. Uh, okay. But you can tell that there are a handful of animals. They all seem to be in um, skittish, but also panting as if the heat's kind of getting to them. So you notice there's like, you know, you're kind of your classic goat, cow, et cetera. Like, like one of all of, the, like, a, like a dairy cow of some kind, basically. And, and a couple others here and there. Um, the other pens that are sort of set up don't really seem to be fully kind of in place yet. It's like they're building new ones or something like that. Okay. Um, could I do like an awareness check to see if maybe there's uh, any encroaching danger like Irwin or any signs of like the wolves in the tree line or anything like that? There's no tree line. Uh, so I do want to, I, I would say like the, the, the land here is largely flat. Okay. Uh, there are periodic hills, but the hills compared or is to some there of the, tall grass or not really? Uh, not on the farm, but further away you get, the grass does seem a little bit thicker and denser. It's all very yellowy as if the heat has been kind of beating down on it a bit. Uh, and you know that probably a day to the east of you, or at least several hours to the east of you, eventually you'll hit a river. Uh, so it might get greener over there. There's a sporadic tree here or there, like they're kind of darting mm -hmm. around but you don't see like a tree line there's not like a clear forest uh and then the hills are gentle like they're not there's nothing heavy okay, there's no there's heavy no... slopes anywhere yeah got it okay uh let's see arenial how did you do on your hunting test uh just barely uh with the thanks of an audience dice past my hunting okay and i would say you do in fact pick up a trail uh, and they definitely have like the trail definitely has the marks of which you would think is like a wolf or a warg or something like that for sure. Like you see large paws, uh, they are, and the reason you would probably lean more towards a warg is it's, it's basic size. It seems to be very, very big. Uh, so you're wild, you know, like a wild wolf or a fox that might commonly be, uh, a problem for a place like this. This is much bigger. Uh, and Daggett, did I ask you how you done your craft test? Uh, I got a great success. Okay. You, not only do you fix the fence, but you reinforce it in many ways to the point where it's even stronger. Uh, and that kind of pushing against it here and there takes like your whole weight. If anyone really just tried to shoulder it down, there's no way they could. Uh, obviously, there's still ways that could be broken, but it would be much harder for anyone to potentially do this. Uh, yeah, I think Daggett fixed the fence relatively quickly. And then he's like, I need more work to do rather than go back. Uh, so he just set okay. about reinforcing it. Okay, that makes sense. And I would say that like at a certain point, like Vanek will kind of come over and sort of inspect where he's keeping his distance from you too. Uh, but he's, you can, you can see on the other side of this pen that he's like kind of examining your work and you can see his eyebrows kind of raise and he kind of nods here and there. And then he'll look up and you'll have a moment where your eyes kind of catch, but then like he'll quickly like kind of look away. Okay. Uh, all right. So Gilly, uh, you said you want like there, there's no danger. You can't see any danger. It's, it's very bright out. There's not a whole yeah. lot of places to hide. You don't see anything currently right now. You don't have to I roll anything. The next place she'd want to check out, but she's kind of waiting for like Daggett or Floyd and Arineal to go is check out the hill where we, they've supposedly seen the huntsman. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, 
are you and Floyd following Arineal as she's tracking these, you know, these paw prints, or are you doing something else? I'd say just track this potential work down. Okay. Uh, so Arineal, as you are, you, you pick up the tracks. Uh, there is sort of torn up ground. It's not very muddy. Uh, it's it's surprisingly kind of dry ground. You can tell there's maybe like a drought issues that are happening, even though the rivers, you know, within a day or so, like right around here, doesn't look like it maybe had precipitation in some time. Uh, but you're able nonetheless to kind of track uh, these drag marks for a bit and then eventually these paw prints and then you're into the high grass. Once you get into the higher grass, you're seeing like bent over, uh, bent over blades here and there. And after about 45 minutes or so, you do in fact find that the tracks lead uh, to a hill that has a lone tree, this uh, gnarled looking oak uh, that is kind of standing atop this, uh, this, this light bump. Uh, and you can see that when you climb atop the hill and look off to the east, you can see a well away, like with bright as day, you can see the, the river. Uh, it's a ways, but you can, but your eyesight and your elevation allow you to kind of see what you presume to be the gray flood. Um, but looking around, I would say the immediate thing you notice is that there are, there's residue of turkey here. Uh, you can see blood, you can see feathers, you can see beaks and tissue, something feasted on at least one, if not more of the turkeys on top of this hill. Weird. Definitely going in the right direction. You said there's like blood and stuff. Is it recent? Uh, when you take a look, it's at least, I mean, it's dried up at this point, uh, but it doesn't look extraordinarily old at the same time. Probably happened in the, in the early morning hours or maybe overnight, something like that. Uh, and considering the timing of when like the turkeys like kind of rushed to you, you know, it was pre-dawn, so... Right now it's early afternoon, so probably within 12, 15 hours, something like that. And search around this hilltop for a potential like warg home or what would you call it? Your staying place? Like a lair or something maybe. Uh, sure. You can roll a scan again if you want, if you're looking for something hidden. Okay. A regular success. Okay. Uh, you, okay. So the, it, it's a fairly large gnarled Oak. Uh, there's these kind of undulating roots that are coming in and out of the, uh, out of the earth. Uh, while there is something of a hollow in the Oak itself, you can see where the, like a part of the part of the trunk, it's been naturally kind of created this indentation, almost like a, a mouth has been opened. Uh, you don't notice you don't see anything to suggest that something has climbed inside. Uh, and even if they did, you can kind of, your arm reaches in and you can hit the back of the trunk. Uh, you look up in the tree as well in the branches. Uh, you can see at the very highest part, there's like a, what looks like a, a bird's nest of some kind. Doesn't appear to be any birds in there currently. Uh, but you don't see anything dangerous hanging down. Uh, I will say you notice, uh, you do notice one thing on the ground though. Uh, and does appear to be like a piece of like, like someone's flint and tinder, like has kind of dropped to the ground here. Something used to perhaps kind of light a lantern or light a torch, that kind of thing. Someone's been camping out here. 
Could be. You don't see any signs of a campfire, uh, but you do see that has been dropped on the ground. Hmm. Somebody wandering out here. Perhaps someone else could have been attacked by these wargs. Hmm. We know if wargs are like nocturnal. Uh, not necessarily. No, like they can they can be out during the day. You know that like certain animals, certain animals of the shadow, or certain creatures like orcs and goblins, they have some of them have aversions to sunlight, or they don't like being in sunlight if they don't have to be. Others are just flat out fearful of the sunlight. Uh, for the most part, the creatures that you've encountered thus far, like those those wolves and wargs, you haven't noticed that to be an issue with them so much. Uh, but generally speaking, they do have like very good sight at night. Uh, so they do, you would think they probably are more active at night, but they're not averse to the sunlight the way some of the other creatures you fought are. Try to pinpoint some shadier locations from the silltop. Okay, looking around, I mean, really, honestly, the only thing that would make sense, you think, is probably over by the river, which looking at the distance would probably be maybe about an hour to hike uh, for you to kind of get over in that direction. I'm willing to go down by the river. Okay. If we think we might be tracking them down all the way for a fight, should we make sure that we've got everyone together it's but a war again what harm can it do i believe quite a bit especially if there's more than one but i am without injury at the moment i'm fine as well and they're named arineal they're not unnamed They are not nameless things. (laughs) So what's the plan? I'm willing to hunt, go down the river, see if we can find anything. If not, we'll head back. Okay. Uh, Is everyone going? Are Daggett, are you remaining on the farm? You're a ways away at this point. They've separated from you. Uh, Where is Gilly at? With you. I was okay. waiting for them to come back to see. <laughs> okay. Fair yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So Gilly's just looking like, ah, oh, they just keep going and they just keep going. Yeah, which she's watching. So at a certain point, she's going to be like, um, they're not coming back. Tag it. Should we, should we follow? They might be, I think they might've found a track or something. You think they left us? I think they're just following a trail. Those can be hard to pick up if you leave it, so it's probably best if we start to follow. Uh, yeah, we can follow. Uh, are you a good tracker? Uh, no. But well, my maybe we shouldn't. Really great. Well, we can see a great distance. Uh, perhaps we don't go too far, unless we uh, get ourselves we- lost. We probably shouldn't lose sight of them, really. <laughs> I feel like we already have lost sight of them. 
you know, maybe if, once we get on top of the hill, it'll be really easy to find them again. I'm sure. You hear Vanek. Trust you. Throat clears behind you. He's like, um, it's not too complicated out there. It's just, it's mostly just, you know, kind of flat land. You could probably see them if you know you get close enough. And they they went off that way. If you if you get if you see if you squint really hard, you can kind of see the uh, that hill we were talking about. And yeah. they kind of seemed like they were going in that direction. So. I'm sure if I you want hustle. to go over there anyways. So let's go, Daggett. Well, I give a, not, oh, you're talking to him. Okay. I give him a a nod of thank you, but I don't say anything, then I'll follow Gilly. Uh, Mr. Daggett. Mr. Daggett. <clears throat> yes. Thank you for repairing uh, my fences. Appreciate it. I hope your woman gets well soon. I hope so, too. For your sake. She will. She's in my hands. But you're leaving. What if something happens while you're gone? Oh, I've already healed her up. She just needs rest now. Well, you seem very confident in that, so I'm going to assume you're correct. Because I don't know nothing about it at all. That's okay. You're, you're a worried husband. You're a good husband. Well, not really, to be honest. Uh, I'm okay. I'm average. You know, I probably don't carry all my... Never mind. You've got things to do. You go over our head and I'll stay we'll here. Ta- we'll talk about this more later. I feel and like if something happens some to her that requires medical attention, I'll probably panic and not be able to do anything correct. And then, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> good boy. And he turns around and he goes back inside. Okay. And Gilly just looks at Daggett like, oh, we better hustle. <laughs> so we'll say that you guys are behind Arineal and Floyd then. You guys are not necessarily caught up. Uh, but we'll say Floyd and Arineal, you can kind of continue off towards the river. And so I'll say we'll fast forward a bit, a couple hours here or so. Uh, and it's mid to late afternoon at this point. The sun is starting to go down on the west. Uh, it's still fairly high up in the air and it's still very, very hot. But you also hear the sound of of moving water and you can actually see this this change in the in the grass from that kind of yellowy dried out area kind of near the farmland to now you're getting closer and closer to the bend of the gray flood and not only that but you are so close to the river now that when you look southward you can very much see the ruins of tharbad uh, you are not coming at it from the direction of the the road per se uh, but you do see that there are these two very large towers that seem to be which you would think on the north side, uh, north bank of the river. And at this distance, with this kind of visibility, they are very ruined looking. You also notice when you look just straight to the west that the road has just lifted. Uh, so from where you had left the the Hilt Farm, you just kind of shot east. But as you kind of look back towards the road, you can see that a causeway sometime, sometime south of the, the, the Hilt Farm kind of started to raise the road uh, and so that it's kind of up and elevated and you are on fairly marshy ground now you can tell uh everywhere as you kind of get closer and closer to the river 
the ground itself, like you can feel kind of a, a, a sogginess to it uh, that you didn't have uh, and kind of in the previous few miles that you've passed. Occasional tree here and there. They're not very tall, but they're kind of lush in some cases. Uh, and you can see on the far side of the river, which is a considerable distance, um, you can see what looks like these kind of uh, almost like mangrove-like trees in the sense that they're kind of in all sorts of different directions and they're hanging down in all sorts of ways. What would you like to do? We get by the river, pretty much just walk towards our bed and scan at the same time. Just like if there's any signs of a warg out here, we'll take it down. Okay. But if not, we're heading to the ruins. Okay. So it's a little swampier than I intended, uh, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, so you, because the swampy stuff is more on the east side. Uh, so you start moving along. Go ahead and I would say the two of you can make awareness, scan, either that's fine. Keep the scan train going. All right, I will assist you. Oh, that's the Gandhi with a great success. Gandhi? Okay. And what about you, Renil? She assisted. Oh, so sorry. I, just, I, yeah, oh, I, I, assisted, I gave him the D6. Yeah. Okay. Uh, more than once, you actually notice there are there's something swimming in the river. Uh, and you look down and you realize it's not it's not a fish. Something like kind of dives in. You see a shadow kind of moving about and kind of like pops up suddenly. You think maybe a beaver or something like that. And because when it pops up, it, it's not a fish. It's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a wolf. It's not a warg, but it's some sort of small kind of furry creature that kind of picks up what looks like a, like something from underneath kind of has it in its mouth, kind of leans back, kind of lets the coast of the, the river kind of let it float for a while. And it has something like sitting on its belly and then kind of turns over and dives back in. Uh, a few times you notice as you're watching the water, there are, are spots where the water looks kind of murky. Uh, you would guess it probably hasn't been dredged in, in probably a, a significant time. Uh, I don't know how much Floyd would really know about boats, but the river itself, you can tell it despite its size, it's a very, it's a fairly wide river. Uh, it does seem to be kind of filled with a not inconsiderable amount of um, debris and, and Bigger boats might have trouble kind of going through it. Um, but if you're looking for any signs of like a warg, you do find, I would say, at one point, this uh, kind of tattered pier uh, makeshift in some ways, some broken down stone. Uh, it looks like a statue that has sort of been collapsed into the water and half depleted of its stone. Uh, and you see that there where so much of this, the other place along this river has been this high grass here and there, it's matted down. You would think that someone has been waiting around here. Like somebody was using this, like the ground is matted down. There's no one here currently, uh, but it does look like this might've been used recently, despite how dilapidated it looks, but you don't see any signs of the war. Might took a look, look around the pier statues, see if there's anything left behind. Uh, you get a great success, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't need to re-roll. Let's just roll it over. Uh, let's see. You would find, I'll say you find, because it's a great success, you find a, you find a dagger on the ground. Uh, 
It is not one that oh, it's not it's not one of dwarvish make, not one of elvish make, and it's certainly not one that you've seen any of the the Brelanders use, and they're kind of relatively modest and undecorated knife work. Uh, it's dark. It's got this dark kind of grimy handle. Uh, it's got this little tiny tassel that seems to be coming out of the pommel itself. And it looks like it's had some blood, uh, stained onto the, onto the blade. And it's got this strange little hook at the end. Um, if you want, you could roll a lore test, I would say. Uh, but I would, yeah, I would probably give you old favored with it though. Yeah, my lore is pretty poor. So I'll just like dip it off in the river and just sort of hang on to it. Okay. It's definitely it's yeah, it's in it's in decent quality, but it looks like it was used and maybe just accidentally left behind. Uh but it is kind of of curious make. Uh we'll cut back to Gillian Daggett. You have been following along. Are you just trying to catch up? Are you like double timing it? Or are you actually doing active searching along the way? Gilly, this was your idea. Yeah, I think Gilly would still be on the lookout as well for, like, wargs or danger. Okay. If you're doing any active searching, I would say you're not going to be able to catch up with them. Uh, If if you're just double-timing it, you would be able to catch up with them. It's sort of, you tell me, like, is what your, what your, this, like, would you rather look for stuff or would you rather just catch up with the party? Um, let's catch up. Okay. So we'll say that between the time that Floyd and Arunio lingered around the uh, the tree, between the time they lingered around the riverside, and now by this this broken down pier, we'll say that's that's given Gilly and Daggett enough time to catch up. Uh, I would say it's the sun is now much further down. Uh, it mm-hmm. is evening time. You have maybe an hour's left at most of of light. You can still see Tharbad. You don't really see a whole lot of folks. You see some scattered like farmhouses and stuff similar to the Helts to the west and to the north, but that's about it. What do you guys want to do? How far is Tharbad? You could probably get there. You'll you'll get there by the time night falls, essentially. Hmm. And when they catch up, I just recommend maybe we head in. We didn't see any signs of work. guess we could uh or we could maybe camp out on that hill for tonight and see if the huntsman shows up like they said but i would a town does sound nice we did make we did give our word that we would attempt to kill whatever had been harassing his turkeys Daggett will uh, sit on a nearby rock or a log or something like that and uh, pull out Black Fang and just start sharpening it, uh, taking very meticulous care to make sure it's extra sharp. I could use a bloodletting. I don't think that's a procedure these days. <laughs> often we don't really do leeches very often anymore but sometimes it is necessary 
<laughs> and get ready for a, fight. a tangent. Um, as, as I, and, and as Iridial was leaning in the direction of uh, maybe we try to keep our word and fight this thing. And then she just sort of is like kind of looking at Dagon in the corner of her eye and she's like, or sleeping within a town might not be a bad thing. Uh, could I do that lore roll on the knife that we found? Presuming uh, Felicia. Presuming share it. Yeah, it's just uh, a weird looking dagger. Yeah, go ahead, and I would say, yeah, you're still going to roll it ill-favored, so if you have it favored, you just roll it normal. Yeah. Uh, and there's a limit to the amount of info I'm going to give, but I might might give something if you get a pass. Uh, I just got a great success. Uh, okay, so I would be able to tell you two things. Um, one, it is uh, a knife that likely... Uh, you, you might have seen or heard or read about um, maybe fishermen using or sailors using uh, the way it's shaped, the way it's formed. But the design, and this is the second part of it, suggests it, it does not look like anything from here. You, you don't know a culture within the area. And perhaps at some point you come across a book within Oswald Breaker's library that might have referenced different cultures to the South. Um, you might've even, uh, I don't want to give names. I, I don't think you would give names, uh, cultures to the South. I would say you're not sure if it's like Dunlin, Dunlandings, Dunlins maybe, or, or maybe even something worse. You're, you're not sure I would say, but you know, it's, it's from cultures from the South. It's definitely nothing from like the Bree lands, nothing from the Shire, like the elves wouldn't craft anything like this. It has kind of a dark look to it as well. Uh, and it so, likely is sailors or fishermen or something like that. Follow up. Is it similar to um, the Morgul blade that we found or, no. or the other blades that we found near it? The curved ones? Yes. The second part. Yes. Uh, yeah. But it is not like a more like the, the actual Morgul blade is basically. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but, but the yes. other ones that were found near it. Good. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. That'll definitely, uh, that kind of sparks Skilly's interest and she's definitely wants to head to Tharbad to see if she can learn anything further on this, but she's willing to investigate the works further. It's up to you guys. Tharbad it is. To Tharbad. We'll march for however many hours to get to town as night falls. Okay. Uh, did I just see a load? Daggett would just let out. Sorry, what? Go no, go ahead. Go ahead. Daggett would just let out a big audible sigh and put away the whetstone and uh, start uh, oiling uh, Black Fang, knowing that he's not going to get to use it today. Okay. So with that, then you'll you'll start veering over towards Starbed. You're going to actually have to veer around. Going to have to sort of backtrack slightly northwesternly and find the uh, the kind of the upward slope of the causeway to get back on the road that leads into town. Uh, it does seem like trying to come in from a non-road uh, angle might not go too well for you. And so you 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 start working back. Now there are these different. Um, like you can see, you guys know what a causeway is, right? Like a, a raised 
kind of like a raised highway or a raised road underneath it there are these big scooped arches you can see the water there's like there's like runoff there's like marshy swampy runoff of the river you're starting to as you get closer to it you're kind of wading here and there in water it's getting deeper and deeper you have to kind of veer northward it's getting darker and darker you see shadows sometimes moving around within some of those archways beneath the causeway uh some of them sometimes you hear a voice or two like as if there might be kind of kind of people camping out underneath um but eventually you do make it back uh, onto the road up the causeway uh, and you sort of reach the go ahead and turn that off you kind of reach what looks like that section where those those two towers are. At this point, it's it's dark, uh, and so I'm presuming Gilly, I would I would assume, has her lantern out. Uh, you can see that there is on the north side of the the road, so on your left as you come in, uh, there is like a guard tower uh, that's set up like this, like kind of a gatehouse here, um, and you can see that there seems to be this very large parchment that has been like pinned up. It's big, it's huge, it's easy for like any traveler to see. Uh, and it's kind of standard like Western language. And you can see that as you're reading it, the very top of it says Captain Gurnow's rules. Go ahead and share with you all what you see. Uh, let's see. So Captain Gurnow's Yeah. Uh so Captain Gurnow's rules. Rule number one no fording of the river for reasons of public safety. Rule number two no biso- no disobedience or defiance. Rule number three those who dwell in Tharbad may not leave Tharbad without permission, and if they do not return promptly, penalties apply to their kin. Rule number four, no wasting food, no fire, nor firewood, no sharing of the above. Number five, tolls must be paid by tinkersmiths, peddlers, merchants, treasure hunters, messengers, knights errant, and all other strangers. Rule number six, taxes must be paid by those who dwell within the walls to pay for maintenance and defense and rule number seven, and all other matters, the king's law holds. And as the four of you are there reading these rules, you can see that a handful of men and women in relatively matching attire uh, doesn't look like there's heavy males and stuff. It almost you know, looks like a, a haphazard collection of armor begin to file out of the gatehouse and over in your direction. So you're sitting here, you're reading these rules, these Gurnow's rules, and they're not, some of them are reasonable. Some of them, obviously, you can tell are a little, uh, a little, little eyebrow raising. Uh, and that's when a few of these folks, like all human uh, in, in, you know, various uh, kind of haphazard armor, like kind of, you know, a little bit of leather, chunk or two of mail, but not a lot. Mostly it's kind of leather or cloth. But they all look relatively as if they're supposed to be kind of grouped. But they have kind of a they have kind of a dark look to them. You know, they don't look like you're like you're coming to this sort of ruined, classic, like old, beautiful city that is in, as you can tell, 
horrible states of disrepair as if it's in ruin. And you, the people who are kind of trotting out to see you, your first kind of impression is essentially a group of folk that look almost more like bandits than they do like like guards, like uh, like people uh, who are representative of government. And so they kind, of, they kind of step in front of you and they're like, whoa there, travelers. Welcome to the grand city of Tharbad. We appreciate you taking a moment to read Captain Gurnow's rules. If you have any questions, please, please go ahead and ask. We welcome you uh, and we welcome all as long as they follow them, their rules. And they kind of look towards you at this point. You seem a bit harsh. Well... It is a harsh time, as you might imagine. There are dangers to the south, dangers to the east. And we live within a city whose very walls collapse. There's a great deal of many things that have to be uh, purchased and paid for. Uh, what is your business within the city? We've come searching for friends of ours. Friends, oh, this is this is. Uh, I do not recognize any of you. A couple dwarves, madam, child, with you. Interesting. Uh, we, uh, what kind of uh, friends are you searching for? Well, if they've been nearby, it probably seen some dwarves. Dwarves. Well, we do have a, a small population of dwarfs within uh, within these uh, in these streets and halls perhaps I know of uh, whom you speak and I would gladly provide that information once you pay the requisite toll and he kind of steps over and he just points with this kind of grimy half covered finger with like leather towards rule number five why is there a rule that we can't share food well, everyone here within Tharbad has to do their service and do their duty. Everyone needs to work together. Can't have people having handouts and things. And so you've got to find your own food, got to trade for it. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but everyone who stays here has to contribute. And if you're sharing food and giving food and gifts and firewood and all manner of things to those who don't do anything, well... You're hurting the entirety of the city now. What about your elderly and your infirm? What about them? Do you demand that they contribute as well? Indeed. Uh, do we pay this fee directly to Master uh, Captain Gurnow? Oh, don't worry. I'm sure Captain Gurnow will reach out and... In his own time, he's always curious about new travelers within the city, especially those as, um, well, shall we say, um, seasoned, as the lot of you seem to be, even you, young lady. She kind of looks down at Gilly. He has no awareness that you're a hobbit. And uh, he says, I'll take your toll here, and I'm sure he would, uh, he'll reach out when the time sees fit. And Irineo just looks over to Floy. <laughs> toll? How heavy is this toll? Well, that's a very interesting question. And when you have to ask that question, 
probably you start putting coin and various items into my hand, and once you start feeling fairly uncomfortable about it, put a few more, and then we'll say the tolls come due. Well, we don't have much. It's as little as possible. He looks at you and tilts his head to the left. You're a group of travelers with three ponies and a significant amount of gear weighing you all down. You have very uh, elaborate and ornate weaponry. Even the little one over here. I've seen her more than once start fidgeting with that beautiful little pearl she has around her neck. I'm sure a gift mm-hmm. from her parents. Now, I don't mind a bit of bargaining, of course, but um, I'll not sit here and have you lot us in the middle of the night here. If you would like to safety within Tharbad's walls, then pay the toll. Otherwise, turn around and good day to you. Arineal goes fumbling through her um, her bag. Um, she's got essentially two treasure on her at the moment. So, Yeah, I have three myself from whatever I picked up along the road, I forget. Okay. Daggett and Gilly. Uh, I gave the treasure I got from our payment to pay for the. You hear, uh, you hear, like this one woman kind of like lean over behind. I really like the look of that there pearl. Why don't you go ahead and hand that over? No. And Gilly doesn't normally have it out. It's actually like in her shirt. We've we've established you've you've fidgeted with it before, so we're going gotcha, with it. Okay. Oh. Um, what else would I have? Daggett actually also has zero treasure on him. Then one for these two here, and then one for myself. Okay. I'll offer up. So, Floy and Arineal, between the two of you, you'll hand over enough treasure and coin that you have accrued over the time. And uh, eventually, he'll kind of collect it in his hands. He'll pass some to some of the others who have kind of flanked around you to some degree, but not too threateningly they haven't come around behind you but they're kind of all off to your sides each one of them kind of staring at you you get the sense each of them know how to use the weapons that they have on their on their uh on their belts or on their backs uh they all look to be a fairly hardened bunch uh but uh once the toll is paid you see a crooked toothy smile uh, on the main man who's been talking and he's like well then welcome to thawbat Unfortunately, the last uh, ferry crossing has already uh, has already transpired, so you're stuck on the north bank this evening. So if you had any interest in the south bank or the middle aisle, you'll have to wait until morning. Uh, because you are new here, you've never been, I shall warn you that the city, while it has an ample amount of empty buildings and places, squatters are not allowed. So... I can recommend it to all of you if you would like a place to stay. Uh, you can speak uh, with uh, and he kind of kind of goes through his list because he forgot where his notes was. You can speak to Mister Titus over at the Bridge Inn. You can make sure you get yourselves uh, a meal and some uh, some delicious ale. We have wonderful ale. There's perhaps no better ale in all of the land than we have uh, from our Milton. Uh, you can get a little of that as well. Bite to eight, a bit of sleep, and then you can see about crossing in the morning. 
You also never told me the name of that friend you're looking for there, Master Dwarf. Ah, uh, right. If you've heard about Thebe or Thorvum. You could see all of them, like, reactions immediately. Friends of them, are you? Acquaintances. <laughs> we've met on the road once. Well, I hope you're not too keen on remaining friends. They're criminals here, and they are undergoing punishment. What is their crime? They broke the rules. He kind of just points to the sign. What punishment what are the they receiving? Mm, whatever Master Gernow thinks suitable for the crime. Currently... They are at the stone, the South Bank. They've been pilloried, public uh, public shaming for trying to abandon their kin and folk of Tharban, who all have been working towards improving, and they thought themselves better. They thought they can snake off in the night. No, 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 no. That's not the way we do things here. So, and if they would admit their crime and stop fighting, then perhaps that is the extent of the punishment. They have as yet not done so. Perhaps in the morning, you might go speak with him and talk some sense into your friends before the pillory becomes uh, the gallows, if you understand my meaning. It sounds like this is a quite serious offense and is being taken quite seriously. Uh, if you want to roll uh, a persuasion or something, they might be willing to tell you more uh but uh he kind of sort of doesn't really get too far into it this does seem like there's a certain amount that he's probably liberty to share and others he might not be okay yeah and i'm i'm definitely not arguing the rules of the land <laughs> in any way shape or form just to be clear just trying to gather a little more information All right, that is a that is exactly sixteen. Yep, right on. And he'll look over to you, Arinio, uh, and he'll say, "Well, they were hired uh, to your friends Thorvan, Thebe, and a few others to repair the bridge. Uh, it has uh, been out of commission for some time." Uh, they were hired to repair it, and they were given an advance, paid suitably, uh, and they tried to abandon their job in the middle of the night, uh, it having not been completed. That, as my companion mentioned, we don't know them too well, but that sounds interesting. Do they give... Did they leave any note or anything explaining their departure? Uh, no note necessary. Uh, we keep a very tight ship. There's a significant amount of us. Very very many dangers in the area, you see. Yeah. The outer districts right now, which are, by the way, would avoid, especially after dark. There's um, there been more than one report of haunting. That's a different story, of course. But uh, no notes necessary. They claim that they were merely just going to try to find uh, additional stone. They need more supplies. Of course, that is absolutely absurd. As Garth Tyran is 
uh, and he kind of points to what you can see now. Uh, as you look southward, there's this one kind of reddish, it's hard to really get the the color in the darkness, but you can see sort of like a, a somewhat reddish building that's just lit up with candlelights and windows, but he's pointing kind of past it and sort of to the left a little bit as you're looking southward. And there's like this massive, like just shadow of something. Uh, and he kind of points to that and he says like Garth Tauron. And he's like, I've been harvesting stone from there for quite some time. And there is a significant amount there that they could still find purpose and use for. So your friends uh, are thieves and liars. And well, I might say that we appreciate such sort of uh, ingenuity. They, uh, they betrayed their contract. Understood. Well, I, I do thank you for providing me with a bit of further information about the whereabouts of what they've been up to. I think we will take your uh, note and head over to the inn. Thank you. Right. Uh, and just sort of looking for a name, you know, kind of that hanging, like. He doesn't give it. So what is your say, name, sir? <laughs> Lieutenant will do just fine, young lady. But what if I was talking to Captain Gernhow? Are you his only lieutenant, or does he have other ones? Captain Gernhow does not talk to children. He I'm an adult. I'm a hobbit. His own. A hobbit. Uh, I'm, I'm not a child. They all kind of look at each other. They all kind of look at hobbit. And someone's like, one of those swan flaters talks about hobbits. I don't know. We make really good sweet grass uh, to smoke. Uh, they're they're just not interested. They're just looking down mm-hmm. at you. Oh, sure, okay. Humoring me lady. like I'm a child. Exactly. <laughs> like sure you are. Great, great sweet grass. That's nice. Well, run along to your mother and uh, you can head along now and be careful again of them out of districts. And as we're kind of walking away, Arineal. <laughs> Like walking in, but sort of like over her shoulder. She is not a child. She is a hobbit. And you hear her vaguely as you're walking away. I thought you weren't supposed to like, you know, lean in when people are crazy. I thought you were supposed to like shut it down when they come up with something and they say like they're this or that or whatever. Like, I well, don't know. Well, maybe. well, right. But no, they're talking to each that. other. They're talking to each oh, other. Oh, okay. As you're walking away. <laughs> okay. So As we're guys, going, Dag, it would make a comment. Uh, like, once we're out of earshot. Sure. Less of a toll and more of a highway robbery. Floyd, I appreciate the loan. I will pay you back. How much of crooks they are. Crooks in this whole ruins. What is this place? Yeah, we better... Well, I mean, we knew that... Just keep your stuff close to your chest, I suppose. I really wanted to ask him if I make stew, must I eat the whole pot of stew myself? What is this not sharing food business? But I thought it best to not yes, pick a fight that's a really before we've idea. even entered the gates. I'd like to meet this Captain Gurnow. I would hope, I would prefer we don't get his attention, probably if we could, uh, but I doubt that. Oh. Especially with the issues Thorvim and Thebe found themselves in. It may become necessary to counsel with him if we seek to obtain their release. 
Do we want to see how they are faring? Uh, the ferry isn't available now, so we'll have to wait till morning. Oh, I was just asking if we just want to see how they're doing. Oh, yes. All right. So I have uh, activated the uh, the Tharbad map. If you all want to take a look at the Tharbad map, uh, this actually comes in Ruins of the Lost Realm. Uh, but uh, let me go ahead and switch over to a different map for those. There we go. It's probably a little better. Uh, so you all have just come in through the, the sort of upper northwestern area. Uh, so you've kind of come in through the northern gates. And as you kind of push through that gatehouse uh, and you start to see the the city unfold a bit before you, uh, it's dark, so you don't get the full look of things. Um, you see a ruined city. Uh, while there are there is that kind of lighted three-story building in the distance and that giant shadow that kind of abuts it and other buildings that seem to be intact, much of it, in fact, is actually just ruins. And you can see what looks like as you start moving across, like it almost looks as though there's like this remnants of a wall like at some point there was this this wall that kind of seems to skirt around the interior of of the uh of the actual city somewhat but now it's just like occasionally you see piled earth and some broken stones that kind of creates this the suggestion of perimeter but it's not kind of fully uh pieced together as you kind of move along the broken cobblestones you're looking around and you can just see deserted building after deserted building. You can see also in some cases where like the entire lot where a building might have once stood has been completely you know, raised or has fallen down and growing up out of it looks to be like a tree of some kind bearing some kind of fruit. You even vaguely hear the sounds of like sheep and stuff like meh, like somewhere in the distance and occasionally you catch like a shadow of one just kind of skirting across what looks like a side street or so going from one plaza to another uh i would say that that both floy and daggett as you're moving through um there are there are some buildings that you're passing by that look lesser like you can tell just from the stonework that they they don't have the same kind of grandiose uh and kind of classic design and craftsmanship that those towers when you first came when were like it almost looks like these have been sort of repurposed or rebuilt in some way over the generations you can also notice as you're looking around like the like there's no one really here like you don't see anybody you're kind of moving through what are called the outer districts and so you're kind of in that sort of that vague spot between that that northwestern entrance and where you can see that clump of other of other landmarks uh, so what would you guys be doing now? It's not that long of a walk. I'm just kind of getting a sense of what's your intentions here. Is there other things you're doing? You can see there's some side streets sort of that kind of weave away, but there does seem to be a main thoroughfare that goes into the heart of the city. I think, uh, securing some food and shelter would be the priority, right? Yeah. Okay. I would agree. All right, so if that's the case, uh, you start moving further inward, and eventually, eventually, you start hearing the sound of people. Uh, you can, and, and not, it's not like huge crowds, you know, you don't at any point see this like throng of people move past you, but you hear the sounds of voices, you hear the sounds of, you know, 
of like town life to some degree. It's a little bit more scattered here and there. Uh, as you're walking, you hear probably a significant amount of um, of shouting and kind of like sort of morose laughter and such kind of coming off from the west. And you can see that there's like this kind of a ring of buildings and this archway that seems to go through. And you can see that somebody has kind of set up a series of like kind of lanterns that that kind of leads through that archway into a courtyarded area. Uh, off to your north, uh, kind of on the left-hand side of the road for you all, is where you see that kind of tall uh, three-story kind of reddish building. Now that you're closer, you can most certainly tell it's red. There's all sorts of candles that have been lit in the windows themselves. And you see uh, a significant number of these, the same kinds of kind of guards that you encountered on the bridge. Uh, you hear the sounds too of like, you know, merriment and laughter coming from inside. It doesn't look like anyone's allowing to go in and out of that as there's like this stoop that goes up and it seems to be kind of blocked off. Uh, straight ahead, you can actually start to see what looks like a very large tower that is, um, and that's kind of, benefiting from some some of the vague light that's kind of shifting through the darkness uh and then beyond it if you're you know if you're kind of doing your math right you think the river is somewhere beyond that and, and that uh, uh that there um the bridge that is supposed to be being repaired uh, but so far you kind of you've got this 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 little courtyard area where there seems to be sounds of voices and things what do you want to do Investigate that, see if we can get some eyes on what is happening in there. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you so you push through that kind of arched kind of hallway, and it's this again, it's like a, a ring of buildings that have all been kind of clustered together. And as you come out the other side, you can see a, a fairly wide and large courtyard, and you can see that there's a handful of balconies that are in various states of disrepair along the inside, you can see that there's people that are kind of hanging over top of them, sometimes shouting to their neighbors below. Uh, and you can see that also within on the, on the ground floor, there are a series of stalls and some are in, some are like being broken down. So it looks like there's merchants and peddlers and things that are kind of going through the process of breaking their stalls down for the evening. Uh, a couple folks are kind of having conversations here and there. You can probably see somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe a dozen or so people on the ground and maybe a dozen more or so kind of scattered about on the levels of the balconies above. From what you can tell, this seems to be a very highly concentrated and populated area, like this little area here. Uh, Arenia would like to go in and uh, see if there's someone that she can chat up inside. Okay, and what are the rest of you doing? Uh, sticking with Aronial. Okay, I think I'll make my way to the inn. Okay, so if you, so I'll say, Floy, if you just do a quick couple questions, like if you just ask, like which way to the inn, uh, we'll say somebody who's maybe like a peddler is maybe pushing their their cart and their whale like past you guys as you walk through. Uh, they will point. And let me, I'll ping it for you on the map. Um, bridge in is basically just a little bit further down the road like you're it's kind of on the on the outside of this ring of buildings on like the southeastern side so like they kind of 
they're kind of like point just go down there straight mate go make a right just go 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 and then when you see the tower just hang a right don't go to the tower if you're going to the tower you went too far hang a right and then another right in 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 the the ends right in this little it's this little nook uh, but yeah, if you hurry, you can, yeah, it's right down there. Can you get in my way now, Mr. Dwarf? I've got things to do. I need to get home before, before the ghosts come out. Come on, let's go. Move, move, move. Right, right. Many thanks. Okay. And you see, he just kind of pushes past at this point. Uh, what about Gilly and Daggett? Uh, are you going with a Rineal to talk amongst this little square or are you going with Floyd to the end? I'm sticking with a Rineal. Okay. Uh, Gilly will go with Floyd then. Okay, so we'll split up into two. So, Arenial Daggett, you're in this. We'll start with you guys. You're in this uh, uh, this kind of market area. Again, you see a handful of folks that are kind of breaking down stalls or conversing around them, peddlers, merchants, things like that. And you see a few more folks who look to be kind of chatting as if like they're like they own apartments or something up in the uh, up in those balcony areas. Uh, who do you want to approach? These are your people. I uh, just want to try to gather some uh, information here. Uh, so kind of just nearest person that I that I find. Okay. Uh, you find, as you move, as you kind of move in, uh, there is a kind of scrawny, uh, scrawny man with sort of a hunched back a bit from probably years of labor, uh, kind of stringy looking here, uh, hair kind of flopping down. He's got this, what looks like this, equally scrawny kind of pony that's moving around in kind of circles that kind of antsy. Uh, and you can tell when he looks up at you all, like his teeth, they're a little bit, uh, a little bit discolored, but they're mostly there. Uh, one of his eyes looks kind of yellowed and reddish as if it suffered some kind of, kind of infection or some kind of wound of late. And he kind of looks up at you with like, hello there, miss. Um, I'm sorry. I'm close for the day. If you have to come back in the morning, uh, I don't have oh. any more ways to save. Oh, oh no, that's fine. We we just arrived. We're just trying to kind of get our get our bearings. I am uh, a renal daughter of Moriel. Nice to meet you. Uh, well, uh, well, well, welcome. In fact, then uh, to the grand city of Thorbad. Is it everything you hoped, Arineal? Uh I I did know a bit. We we had heard a bit of what to expect uh, when we got here. So seeing what I what I thought I would is, is this a busy was it a busy evening here at the market as busy as any other I suppose it was fun uh, it's quite hot these days so some of the yeah, some of the folks here linger a little bit longer in the shade that sort of thing um, is there something if you want my I can open up the store I suppose again but I'm going to charge you double uh, it, it took took my a better part of an hour just to break it down. And he's oh, kind of oh, like, oh. He, he's constantly looking like he's in pain. Like his face is just like. Is there uh sorry, you seem like you've had a long day. It's been a long, it's been a long day. It's always a long day. And uh, I was trying to get out of here before dark and I have failed. And so I don't really want to linger because if, uh, if I linger, then I'm called a squatter. And if I'm called a squatter, then I've broken a roll and that's not a good thing. As you can see, I'm caught between um, the proverbial rock and hard place. So I would like to get a move on if it's possible. Uh, I, I see perhaps we, we could assist you in uh, bringing your cart back. Yeah, uh, 
you just arrived in the city and you want to leave the city again. Oh, no. No, we, we don't necessarily want to, to do that. Could I... It, she does a little bit of healing, so should, like, can I help at all? You seem like you're... Um, no, I'm fine, thank you very much, but if you can, like I said, if you could just kind of get, what can, is there something awkward? It seems like there's something you want from me uh, and you're not yet expressed what that is. I'm curious. So, do you have to pay the toll every time you enter the gate? Uh, no, I'll have to pay a tax. I'm a merchant. Merchants pay tax, strangers pay tolls. Pawn distinction. Well, rule number know. five says that tolls must be paid by merchants. Oh, well, I'm not a merchant then. I'm something else. What am I? Hang on. Let me take a look. Eh. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll do. Of pay course, tolls Dag has the anybody. rules memorized now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll do pay tolls now that you think about it. They always used to call it a tax, but it's not a tax because I don't live within the walls. I live off the road. So, hey. I guess you're you might not. be paying double. You should look into that. Those freaking staves. Oh, goodness. Any we were practically robbed on the way in ourselves. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Not that I'm complaining. Don't say nothing. Oh, I'll no, of course not. Well, I mean, this what they are. You know, what they are who they are. They've been bandits and thieves their whole lives, and they're bandits and thieves now. But they're good bandits and thieves. They help us out. They protect us and all sorts of stuff. They give us a place. Honestly, they're the only reason anyone really probably lives in the town, to be honest. So you take the good with the bad. You take them both, and there you at. It's just the facts of life, you know? The facts of life. That, that, <laughs> that they are. Uh, if you live outside, uh, we saw what seemed to be some tracks of some... Uh, Dangerous creatures on the way in. Have you seen that? Well, well, there's been some problems of late. It's true, especially if anyone is close to the river. Yeah, but uh, wolves, wolves, I think, for sure. Mm. If you talk to old Vanek, he'll tell you about some spooky man he sees outside his window or whatever. But uh, other than that, most of us is just wolves. Now, mind you, wolves in themselves are very dangerous. Uh, I, however, do not have much livestock, so they're not much of an issue for me. But old Vanek, yeah, keeps talking about his turkeys. You know, every day he's got a new favorite one. Uh, one day, it's Sheila. He's like, oh, Sheila, this day, took Sheila. She was my favorite. And then the next day, it's Timothy. And he's like, oh, Timothy, they took Timothy. He was my favorite. I just can't take it no more. Mate, I'm sorry. I don't like talking to people or to animals. So I'll just do plants and things, you know, grow crops, that sort of thing. Erinial throws Daggett a look at that favorite thing is seeing if this has relieved him any. You seem like you're fairly close to, what was his name? Vanek? Oh, Vanek Hell, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, am I his his wife? Had her. She's a, she's a, well, boy, she's a demon she is. She's a wonderful one. She holds a grudge more than anyone I've ever met in my life. I'll tell you, there's a fella who when she was like seven, eight years old, once cut in line, cut right in front of her. It took her 20 years, but she got her revenge. He was there waiting in line to get on the ferry. He walks right up to the edge uh, of the pier, and she takes a rock and smacks him over the back of the head and pushes him right into the river. 
just like that. And then she yells down into the river, no cotton. And I'll tell you this, he's never cotton a line again. I'll make sure to avoid her. That's a good thing. You don't want to cross old Hatter. She, uh, she'll say one thing. She'll say she's peaceful and nice, but then she'll she'll find you. She'll track you down. Never get on her bad side. Uh, Daggett just starts, like, shifting awkwardly, like, looking towards Arenial, giving her side eye. Should we Listen, go now? As much of this conversation, is there something I can do for you? I've offered to open my cart. I don't have much left, but for your lot of carrot or two, I can provide it. But you could go over to the inn. They probably got something better over there. Titus is a mean-looking fella, but I'll tell you, he, he knows how to make a good stew. No, we appreciate your time. We're just trying to find our footing and get a general feel for the city. Oh, a general feel? Well, why didn't you just ask that? I could have told you all they said. What do you want to know about the place? You all seem like nice, kind-hearted folk. What do you want to know? Where to go, where to avoid, who who knows the... Uh... Sure, sure. Well, uh, definitely you don't want to go wandering about at night. Uh, folks have been going missing. Uh, people say it's haunted. Some say it's just folks trying to escape. You know, sometimes it's column A, sometimes it's column B. That's how it is. Out of districts especially are, are quite dangerous and I definitely I definitely would not recommend going over towards the ghost pit or the house without windows. Those places especially are quite dangerous. Uh, I would say if you're uh, if you're interested in uh, you know um, you know shopping and such, well you're at the right place. This here's the town market. Of course we're closing down for the eve, but if you need supplies, food, that sort of thing, here's where you would want to be. The bridge in, well, you got you got Timothy, Timothy Titus, you just call him Titus. He's a big man, he's got big fists. I'm not sure if his heads or his fists are bigger, but the luck ham hocks, and if they hit you with them, they're gonna hurt. But fortunately, even though he comes on a bit strong, he's actually a sweetheart, and he'll fix you up all nice and good. Just don't let him there's enthusiasm kind of get you too much. Uh, and then you got oh the south side. Well, the south bank. There's another end, but you can't get there now, unfortunately, because the the the, cr- the ferry crossings are done for the eve. But if you're curious, you can kind of head down there. The roadhouse. It's fairly lively down there. But the problem, if you go to the roadhouse, well, then you're probably going to be near some of the Ringle Tower, and that's where you got all them them guards are there. And some of them are perfectly fine people. All the folks are just honestly, they're kind of a pain, and they. Well, my rear end, I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to lie about it at all. If you're into history, if you're curious about history, oh, we got all sorts of wonderful place. Right out inside of that red palace over there, that's where the captain stays. He got these uh, statues of some old folks. I'm told they're very important, but I don't know exactly who they are. But, hey, they're there, and they're beautiful, and that's great and all. South side of the bank, you got the pillar of the two kingdoms. Did you know we used to have two kingdoms? You got Gondor, you head down south, you roll around for a couple weeks or so, eventually you find some white city or whatever. And then apparently we used to have one up here. I can't be bothered to learn what the names were. But anyhow, right over there, at these days, they just got some dwarves are up there. People go there, throw some rotten cabbages at them. But it's, you know, this and that. If you like to raid and you dwarves. enjoy it, Yes, Dwar- dwarves. There are dwarves uh, over there? Yes, dwarves. Yeah, they. I, I don't know much about it. I just heard they uh, got in a bit of trouble. They tried to kind of shirk a contract or a bet or something, and now they're pillory or whatever. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just no, that's curious okay. if you knew the circumstances. 
all I know is that they were working. They uh, they were assigned to the middle aisle. You ain't supposed to leave the middle aisles for safety's purposes. And they left. They didn't do what they are supposed to do, and that's why the pillar eat. That's kind of how it works here. And then, if you're interested in reading, you know, and you like old women, uh, you can check out old Agna at the library on the south side of the river. She's probably not going to let you look at anything. Not that there's probably anything worth looking at, because that stuff's been picked apart clean for as well, as long as I've been here, and I've been here quite some time, but there might be something in there. Rumor has it she's got some, like, really fancy-looking hidden secret places as such, but she only shows them to people she likes, and she don't really like much of anybody, except that weird fella who collects all the plants along the rivers and the swamps. I can't remember his name. Starts with a B, I think. I don't remember. I remember that part because he once got a bee sting on his tongue, and it was hilarious. He would kind of wander around the town like, he couldn't really properly talk, and he was looking for something to try to ease the pain. But I guess nothing did. Anyhow, got any well, we clearly talked to the right person. You know everything about this town. I do. I know everything. That's what they say about me. They say, that fella right there. He knows everything about this place. I would place. believe it. Okay. Well, all right. Well, thank you very much. You've been Here's very helpful. Oh, I appreciate it. Have a carrot. And he gives it each a carrot. And he, he leaves. Well, thank you for giving us two so that we don't have to share and break a rule. She says to the empty air as he has already <laughs> left. I give my carrot to food. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's cut over to Floy and Gilly. Uh, who have reached at this point the uh, the bridge in? So there's a bit of um, it's still it's still early night. It's not too late into the evening. Uh, so there is a decent crowd when you start coming in, and there's even some folks that are outside. Uh, and you can see they have a couple uh, a couple like makeshift tables and stools and stuff that are set up out out here. And there's a few of those that are occupied by folks. Uh, more than one of them, I, the, the two of you, it's a dwarf in what most people are probably going to presume is a child coming walking up and they're kind of eyeing you down. Uh, but you go in and you can immediately, you're hit with this, like this scent of, of just delightful stew of some kind. Like, like you all, every, every, like every bit of your nose, just kind of dancing around with whatever spice combinations, just sort of wafting. You hear people laughing here and there. You eat at one point you hear someone go, ah! uh, and, and otherwise it's a, it's a kind of a, uh, it seems to be a very jovial place. Um, it's not the most, um, well decorated, I would say, as you can see that most of what's in here seems to be fairly, uh, uh, everything isn't isn't hasn't been made perfectly for this place. It's more like they're just sort of secondhand things here and there. Uh, but you can see that there is a bar-ish area, and then there's a handful of tables. I would say maybe it's about half to three quarters full. Uh, and when you see when you look over towards the bar, kind of sweeping around behind the bar and coming in and out, there's uh, a very big man with very big fists, and what you can see is a very scarred, broken face. Uh, but he is moving around, he's got this apron on, and he's bringing out food, and he's handing, and he's getting, like, right up into people's faces when he hands it over. What'd you guys like to do? So get a table, Gilly. Yeah, dinner sounds great. Let's, let's find the keep as well. I think... Based off of what they described, it's it's that very large man. 
then we'll have a seat ourselves and chat up this fellow. Okay. So you sit down. Okay. And you're not, and like your, your butt hasn't fully compressed when suddenly there is a massive man who is probably twice the size of the two of you put together, who is right in front of you. He is, it's the same guy with these big old ham hock like fists that he has now on the table and you can see them spread out and each one of them is bigger than your faces. And then his, his, when you look at his face, broken teeth galore, they're there, but they're broken and sharp and jagged and he might be smiling or he might be just trying to scare you. You're not really sure, but he leans in and he's like, do you want anything to eat? Huh? Hey, you want, you want a bed? You want a bed? Yeah, don't worry. Bed. Don't worry. I won't murder you in your sleep. I won't do nothing like that, but I'll, I'll fade you and I'll let you sleep here. Don't worry at all. Right. I wasn't thinking that Come at all. Come on out with it. What do you want to do? Speak, speak. A meal in a room, please. A meal in a room. Right away, sir. Right away, good dwarf. And you, young lady, what can I get you? Don't worry. I won't eat you much. Ha, 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 My name is Gilly, and she offers her hand to shake oh. his and... She, he reaches down, and his hand is so much bigger than she your gets hand. Like a finger. <laughs> it's just enormous. It's a pleasure to meet you, Miss Skinny. My name Timothy Tice. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna hurt you. Okay. I'm not gonna take you and dunk you in my stew pot. I'm not gonna do nothing like that. You might have heard stories about me that I've done it before, but I haven't done it recently. No, not at all. We just came in. Just came in. New to the city, are you? I thought I didn't recognize you. I thought to myself, Timothy, I think those two people you don't recognize. And I said to myself, well, you are in fact correct, Timothy. Let's go introduce him. Let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. And as the proprietor of this place, I'm glad to fetch food. And I'll go ahead and make a bed for you. I'll give you one of the good bits too, not one of the broken bits. Well, a nice little piece of wood's going to come up in the middle of the night and stab you right in your ass. Okay. Thank you. And you want some brews? Well, she's pretty bit young for us. It. You, you want a taste of Milton's brews? I've got a cask. Just opened it tonight. Oh, I'd love some. Okay, okay. It's the best. It's the absolute best. It pairs particularly well with the turkey stew. Okay? Yes? Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. And he gets really up in your face again, and then he wanders off. What an eccentric man. I like him. He has a very hobbit-like energy, but his size is making it extraordinarily intimidating. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you look around, and you can see there's a handful of folks here. You don't see any more of those guard types, but you just see just what looks like a variety of people, mostly humans here. Uh, but you do see occasionally like kind of popping along on the street or maybe over there might be a dwarf. But for the most part, it's like entirely human here. Uh, and there's there's no one there's no music playing. But occasionally you hear like a table start singing a song and like another table might as well. It's a relatively jovial place. Uh, and then every now and then you hear Timothy Titus. He'll start trying to sing along too. He does not have a singing voice, but boy, does he have the energy for it. Uh, but it's not like three minutes before he's back. And he's like, here you go, here you go. Eat up, eat up. Nice and warm, nice and warm. Well, actually, this one's kind of hot, so be careful. You might want to blow on it. Hey, little gilly lady, blow on it. I don't want you to burn your tongue. Or do I? 
<laughs> I don't. I don't. I definitely won't want to be there. Oh, okay. So. Uh, question. I heard someone say that there's ghosts at night. Well, I would imagine there's ghosts all parts of the day. It's just maybe they're easy to see at night. I didn't even think about that. Uh, I heard. Uh, so what are they, are they like? Are there any here? I ain't in here. You say any ghosts around here? Hey, everybody, how do you all ghosts? And they all look back, terrified. No, no, Tardis, we're not ghosts with people. There you go, little gilly. Ain't no ghosts here. Don't worry. Don't worry. And there ain't no ghost upstairs either. Ain't no ghost that's going to creep out in the middle of the night while you're sleeping and strangle you in your bed. That's not going to happen here. I promise you. Yeah. I don't think they would because you're here. So we're in good hands. Oh, I'll don't sleep here. Well, where do you sleep? Well, I don't sleep here. This is where I'll serve my food. I've got a bed in the back. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But I mean, you're here in the premises, so that makes me feel better. He kind of looks around. That makes you feel better. That's curious. Most people seem to find me a bit strange and intimidating. It's nice to know that a little child like yourself can see past the outward persona and understand that beneath is a very kind and decent man who's really just trying to feed people and make sure they have a place to, you know, congregate and find friendship and kinship in these hard times. Yeah, you definitely... definitely and definitely not shiv one another when they get a little too drunk and get angry and start hurting one another. Definitely, definitely not. That. Definitely it's not. Far too early in the evening for that to You're happen. That, certainly the heart of the city. That fella right there is getting mighty close, right? You're gonna stab someone soon, ain't you? Yeah, yeah, you are. Okay. And then you'll stab him back, right? I'm not gonna stab now. And you think oh. anyone in here is crazy enough to come stab old toys? Think that they're crazy? Not. No, seriously, point out the man or the woman who you think is that crazy. Point them out to if, me, Miss Gilly. If, point I, them out. if I think of anyone, if I see anything, I'll let you know. Okay, okay. And if I see anyone coming at you to try and shiv you or smother you in your sleep, I'll make sure to tell them stop. Or, okay. Okay. Hi, this, this, this stew and mead. Mighty fine. You've eaten it already. Gosh, you got oh my goodness. You want another you want another serving? Can I? Yes, please. You want a second serving? A third even. You're sure you want a second serving? Sometimes, sometimes people think that Titus puts poison in the food. Isn't that right? Sometimes you all think I put poison on the food. No, we don't think you put poison in the food. Sometimes people do, and maybe I do put a little poison in. Maybe I put a way bit of poison in. Maybe if you just have one serving, the poison doesn't work. But if you take two servings, maybe the poison does work. You want a second serving, Master Dwarf? I Maybe I'll pass on the second. What are you trying to say? My food's not good enough to have a second serving? I think this dwarf's saying my food's not good enough to have a second serving. I don't think that's what he's saying. Yeah, give me a second. I'm going to get you a second serving. Thank you. Okay. Well, and he goes. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> he he might be my favorite NPC that I've got to do. So right? Far. Oh, my he gosh. Might have, he, might have, he might have taken Marge down. Uh, Aurelio and Daggett, where were you two headed after the market? Uh, probably to the inn. 
What do you think, Arenial? Uh probably. There there were so many places that I want to try out, but um we especially could check the out places, the house with no windows. Well, the, the places especially that he said we shouldn't go seemed like the places we should definitely go. Just not sure right now. The ghost pit was the other one. Definitely piqued my interest. I, I'm definitely interested as well. I'd like to see a, a ghost. I, I think all of that could be, um, but perhaps a little food first. I don't think you guys actually know where those places are just yet. You can see we them don't. Map, I don't Okay. I think they went that way. What? To the to the inn. Okay. Yeah. So we'll say you guys catch up. You go inside right as this guy zips away from the table and you see Floyd and Gilly there. Gilly's probably cackling with some strange demented glee and Floyd looks probably as confused as you've ever seen him. Uh, but a big giant man just just in a, in a beautiful apron just disappeared behind and is kind of behind this, this bar going into what you presume is a kitchen area. But you see your friends. There's room at the table if you want to sit down. Can't oh, wait so till you meet my new best friend, Titus. Did you say my name? Hello? I'm new people. Are you hungry? Do you want to eat? Don't worry, it's not poisoning. I've established it with your dwarf friend that there is not enough poison here to kill a person in one specific serving, but perhaps two. In several. Uh, yes, yes. Another dwarf. And thank you for clarifying. Kneel on a drink, please. And die, die. You want the Milton Brew? You want the Milton Brew, don't you? Tell him he wants the Milton Brew or the dwarf. You want the Milton Brew. I'll take the Milton Brew. It's going to be the Milton Brew. It is. It is going to be the Milton Brew. And what about you, human lady? What do you want? Uh, yes, I will take uh, a brew and uh, stew, it appears. Stew? You want the stew? She said she wants the stew. Even after all I said about it being poisoned, you're still going to try to have the stew. You're brave. You're a brave lady. I'll be right back with you still. Bye. And he goes. Uh, well, he <laughs> seems like a delight of a human being. Uh, Daggett and I were warned that the innkeeper was a bit, uh, could be seen as intense. Oh, you got a warning. Lucky you guys. <laughs> this is true. He reminds me of home, you know, just very Hobbit energy. Well, I, I, I mean, I must say, um, Daggett and I, ran into a very uh, useful merchant who gave us quite the lay of the city and all the places that we should visit. Uh, Gilly, there's a, a library with an old woman. Sold. Her name is Agnes. He Here's your stew. Oh, and, and <laughs> oh, thank you. sort of startles. <laughs> you, you, you walk uh, surprisingly quietly for... I used to be a thief. I used to be a thief. I'm not a thief anymore. I'm not going through your things right now. I'm not doing that at all. I'm not distracting you so one of my friends can go through your things while you're talking to me. That's not the reason I talk like this and I get in people's faces and make lots of noise and the distractions and things like that. That's definitely not what I'm doing right now. But that's why that explains why I was so quiet before. I see you've moved on from thievery to poisoning. This is what you do now. I didn't say I was poisoning anybody. Thank you, Miss Gilly. And Irenia was like trying to do humor. <laughs> and like, 
<laughs> and then she just stuffs her face with stew. But Miss Agna, she, she runs the library. She reads a lot. She Well, she doesn't read well, she says. She says there's languages that she doesn't understand, but she's been working on it in a really long time. She lives all alone all by herself. But, you know, that's it. You don't want to go to the library and treat it poorly or else she'll probably gut you with a with an off or something. I don't think she probably would do that, but she might. You never know. You want another helping? You want a third helping? A third can go all night. Okay, I'm going to get you a third. This is excited. Hey, everybody, he's, he's going for a third. Okay, I'll be back with that third. He disappears. And... Arrhenial uh, uh, calls out, uh, might as well take a second while you're back there. And she's like, not to be out eaten by a fly. Okay. You have a moment to breathe where he is not in front of you. Gilly, we were warned that the library was very meager and that Agna, was it, can be somewhat stingy with what she allows others to read. It could still be worth checking out eventually. I'm sure I could win her over. We also learned that there are two places that all newcomers have to go to in Tharbad. The first is the ghost pit, and the second is the house without windows. How do you have a pit of ghosts? Is my I don't know, question. but I'd like to find out. And it's not very practical to have a house without windows. You'll burn through a lot of candles that way. But you won't have a draft. Any word of our cousins? Yes. Uh, well, no. No more than we've already heard. Uh, they're pilloried and apparently humiliated by people throwing cabbages at them. The story does seem to have been uh, very clearly laid out that... Uh, they were up to no good and are deserving of the punishment that they are receiving. Ah, that can't be true. Sorry, it's true. I didn't I wanted I didn't want to interrupt you. I was standing right here. I've got your here you go. Second, third, there you go. I heard you talking about the ghost pit. Don't want to go over to the ghost pit. Ghost pit's a very dangerous place. All sorts of things squirt and spit up out of the ground. Nothing ever actually grows over there. It's really strange. It's not so much that there's ghosts over there, it's just everything there is dead. It's dead, I'll tell you. It's oh. all dead. And it's like a little pit where things just go poof, poof, poof. Agna might be able to tell you more about it. There's all sorts of strange histories about why it's there, what was there, what went down behind. I don't really okay. know much of it other than to stay away from it. It's all the way to the north. Very dangerous to go there at this time of night. Very dangerous unless I'm with you because I've got these things. But I'm not going to do that no more because I don't like to hurt people. Oh, okay. Uh, Titus, we heard that there are two dwarves pilloried on the south bank. Would you know anything about what, what crime they committed? Yeah, they tried. They tried to escape. They did. They tried to escape. They got put on the Middle Island because they crafters and crafters go on the Middle Island and because the Middle Island's where the crafters are and they decided to try to escape. And even though we've got plenty of stone over in Gartaran, they were like, oh, I'm going to go try some some for some other stone. And then they left and then they got caught. Why can't someone leave the town if that's what they wish? They were on contract and they decided to leave and they didn't, you know, they had contract and that's what it is, I think. And plus, Mexicana doesn't want people leaving because if people leave and then the town goes, goes, you know, rots and all sorts of things or something. And if they, if it rots, then, well, then it worsens for everyone. But that, that, that only counts for people that live here or also people who just come and pass 
Bye. Oh, you can go and you guys can come and you can go. That's fine. No problem there. You pay the toll and that's it. You go. You just pay the toll and you'll be fine. But they were working here. That's different. So you agreed to work for? here. I'm not sure. I don't know the details of that. It could have been a day at most. I don't think it was even that longer. My old mates, I used to be some of the bandits and thieves and such, and then I got to cooking, and they were like, hey, you're such a good cook, you should open an inn. So I opened an inn, and that's what you have here. But prior to that, I was part of Gurnow's folk, and we used to go up and down the roads and bought people on the head whenever they didn't follow the rules properly. Well... We were pretty good at finding people who didn't actually follow the rules properly. And when we found them, we'd bop them on the head and we'd bring them back. And if they didn't apologize or admit their mistakes, they'd get pilloried or hung or something else, this sort of thing. And I think that's what your dwarf friends are, are doing. They damn admit what they wanted, what they said they were doing. They, they're just lying is what they are now. Sorry to be the one of the bearer of bad news. No, seriously, I'm really sorry to be the one of bad news. I was just thinking that with your very tall height, it must be very easy to bop people on the head because you are well above the heads of almost everyone. Yes. Oh, you're friends with Captain Gurnow. We don't really talk too much anymore. He doesn't really have time for me. And once I left his banditry, I can't really be part of him anymore. But he's got time for everyone else. He's got lots of kids. He doesn't really like those kids. He keeps them separated. He makes them work against each other. Anyhow, I don't really talk to him too much. He comes in here once or twice every year or so, but he doesn't really come in here very often. He likes to stay in the palace for the most part. They have things and parties and such over there. The palace, that's the red building with all the candles? The one with all the candles, the one that's red, that's the red palace, yeah. Why are there so many candles? How else are you going to say it not? It seems somewhat wasteful to have that many candles going all the time. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Do you want me to turn on more candles? Everybody, go ahead and put your candles out. This dwarf thinks we shouldn't have so many candles because it's wasteful. And you see a handful of people start dousing the candles, and it gets very dark very quickly. Well, that, uh, there's quite an ambiance now here to this inn. Thank so the you. children, what do the, what different kinds of things do the children do? The kids of Gurna? They're not really kids anymore. They're his kids. He's very old. He's probably going to die soon, but probably not soon enough for some of their liking because they would like to move up to the, captain of the such and such whatever they're given his title these days they're all adults some of them some of them are decent folk and when i say decent folk i mean decent for here you know some of them work down on the south roads i think that's where Thurnow is he's down in the south roads because there's dundings moving up and around and there's now some orcs down there again they haven't been here for about two years but they're back there now and they're all fighting and hitting sorts and stuff and so he's down there bopping people on the head and that's how it works uh, so that's one of how many how many kids does he have? Oh, he starts counting with these big swollen fingers. Seven, I think. I don't know. I don't think Lady Stocks had a kid for a while, so I think it's seven. He probably's got bastard somewhere too, but I think just the seven officially. Oh, okay. And Thurnow is the one that's down on the south roads. Mm, he's the oldest. He's getting kind of impatient last I talked to him, which isn't very recently because he doesn't really come in here very often. They prefer to hang out at the roadhouse because the roadhouse is by the Ringle Tower and the Ringle Tower is where all of them kind of hole up if they're not actually part of the family. If they're part of the family, they can stay in the palace, but some of them don't like staying in the palace because they don't like each other because that's what the father does. He pits them against each other. Do you want a fourth serving, Mr. Dwarf? 
what do you put in this? I, I can keep eating it. You want to know the secret ingredient? Do you? Yeah. Blood. Lots like of it. Pig, goat. Well, that's the that's the secret. You don't know. It's like an au jus or something. Oh. Captain Gurna, how, how long has he been rule? Oh, a long time. Like we're talking decades. Years. Many, many years. Honestly, he's not a great he's a very great man. And he's probably the only reason this place is still up. If it wasn't for him, it would probably have been abandoned years ago. Uh, I'll take a third. Can't, can't let that one uh, outdate me. Boy, I'm going to make so much money off all of you tonight. This is great. I'll be back with your fourth and your third. <gasps> Dwarf, Miss Gilly, you want more? Oh, I'm stuffed. This was delicious. Thank you. You're stuffed? Yes. Uh, okay. Full? That's fun. I don't eat as fast more. as them. I'm still working on my first serving. You better eat quickly. You never know when someone's going to come up and take it. You look down, and your bowl's missing. Oh, it is dark in here. I didn't see what happened. And you look back down, and it's back. And he's got a big, crooked, broken tooth grin on his face. I laugh politely, and I just slowly reach for my coin purse. (laughs) It's still there. It's still there. (laughs) And then he, he steps away goes into the kitchen and uh he, he'll be back in a while so what would you guys like to do uh depending on the time possibly just pay our our tab and head to bed okay they say to not wander the nice but maybe i want to try doing some of that still thing around town the merchant we spoke to said that despite him leaving, if he was around after dark, they would call him a squatter. So that is something to consider is that these thugs might call us criminals just by being out after dark. Was squatting against the rules? Yeah. Staying in the... So on the rules themselves, it doesn't specifically say, but you were told by a couple of people that like don't stay in the buildings that are like, you know, don't stay in just like the random buildings. Like you're expected to like actually go to an inn. Uh, Again, they're trying to like kind of make sure the economy is being kind of, you know, hit here. And so like, if you're just kind of squatting in a random building, no one, you know, the person who runs an inn doesn't get any money and that kind of stuff. Uh, Seems fine. Then I'm not really squatting. Well, let's go out for a night on the town. Okay. So y'all are going to go sneaking out. You're going to get your rooms. It's fine. But you want to go back out? Yeah, let's have a yeah. little stroll. Okay. So as you guys go to leave, you pay your you pay your, your bill, basically. Titus kind of looks at you all again. He says, I'll see you in a bit. I'll go ahead and make sure your rooms are nice and comfortable. Really, really comfortable, and definitely there won't be any secret doors or entrances that other people, perhaps myself, perhaps one of my friends could sneak in, steal your things, and maybe, you know, slice your throat or something like that. Won't happen, I promise. Have a good evening. See you in a bit. Thanks. That's really reassuring. Thank you. 
Is there a stable for our ponies? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely do that. It's right next to the butchery I have in the back. Just make sure you put them in the place where the animals are living. Don't put them in the place where the animals are not living. I will remember that. It's easy. Some people have gotten it confused before, and it's been very uncomfortable having those conversations. Usually when we have those conversations, I'll just threaten to take him back into the butchery and do the same thing to him that I did to his horse, but that doesn't usually happen. Once that part of the conversation occurs, we usually we just move on. You do seem like a man of your word, so I, I wouldn't test you either. I've never lied in my life. I'm going to go to the stables now. Okay, it's right next to the butchery. Yes, the, the live animals is where I'm going. Where it's making, when they're making noise. Understood. And okay. I'm just like backing away. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Titus. <laughs> Bye, Miss Gilly. And uh, you guys go, you staple your horses, that's fine, no problem. Staple your ponies, etc. So what's your plan? I want to check out the bridge. Okay, bridge. Okay. Be practical about it, okay. All right. (laughs) Let's get some, uh, let's get some, we're sneaking around at night music going. Do I have any sneaking around or at night music going? Oh, goodness. Where's, let's do that. Okay. I wanted like spooky stuff. Okay, so you want to go check out the bridge. Bridge isn't too far away. Uh, all right, so when you hop out of the the bridge, you start kind of venturing southeastward. Uh, eventually, you come to um, basically. Well, there's a couple things. First, there's like a kind of a tower. Uh, it's on the northern bank. Uh, it's in horrible disrepair, uh, and. It's too dark to really see across to the south side, uh, but I would say earlier in the day when it was light and you were just coming up, you might have been able to see that there is another one of these towers. So it's like towers on either side, the bridge kind of connects. Uh, and you can see like right now there's like a wind that's start, been starting to kick up. It's, it's just this hot, warm wind, and you can see it's sort of sweeping through and kicking up dirt. And as you look up at the tower, you can even start to see it wobble ever so slightly uh, as the breeze, the heavy breeze kind of kicks in. Uh, there's a toll gate here, but it's like right underneath this sort of passageway. It's still kind of intact. Uh, it, there's no one attending to it currently. Uh, but when you kind of come up and sort of look out, you can see that the, the bridge kind of extends only a short period before it's just fallen completely. And there's just water. Like there's no way across in this particular way. Um, it's, uh, you can tell that at some point in the past, uh, it's one of those ones that have like the series of arches, right? So there's series of arches underneath the bridge. There appear to be a couple sections where the entirety of the bridge is just kind of completely collapsed. Uh, I would say, even though you can't see the other side, you can probably see the middle island and there's various, uh, there's various torches and, and you can see shadows moving about as if there's like activity down there. And this was, and, uh, they said the middle island is where the crafters are? That's correct. And the bridge is from, destroyed from ruins, right? It's just old. Yeah, this whole city is very old. Um, Gilly, anyone who wants to roll a lore test, you can roll a lore test if you want. I'll give it a roll. Failed. 
Ooh, I got a Gandhi with an extra six. So great success. Okay. You would know that the that Tharba has suffered floods uh, many, many years ago. Uh, and even prior to that, it was effectively kind of a ruined area anyway. Like no one was really here for for hundreds, perhaps even, you know, thousands of years. It's sort of slowly kind of went to ruin. And then the the floods came in and kind of wrecked it even more uh, to the point where it is true. Like you probably maybe did some research with Oswald before you left Bree. It is true when they say that like this was effectively an abandoned ruin, uh, but there is there is a, a civilization here. It's not the best maybe, but you know, it's a little shady at times, but they're, they, they do have a system that appears to sort of work at times. Uh, and the fact that there are still people here and some of these buildings are still intact and some of them even been retrofitted or rebuilt. Um, others ha- haven't, however, you can see a whole mm. swath of stuff just has been destroyed. You can even see the, as you're standing here, like there's this North bank on there's this, the port on the river. And you can see that there's no way, there's no way at all. Big ships can ever kind of come in here anymore, but you can see the bones of it. You can see what looks like these huge ports the bridge is so high up. There's such high arches that more than likely in the past, back when, you know, when when certain towns and cities and civilizations were much more numerous, like ancient history for you all, likely big trading ships could have been sweeping through here. The river is a mess. Any of you who have ever spent time in the river would know it needs to be dredged from time to time or else it was just going to kind of get gross and tangled. And you can tell this hasn't been. And so all you really see are these smaller boats, you know, nothing huge, no huge, you know, nothing, nothing huge, with like tons of sails. Everything's only like maybe a sail or two and then probably can fit maybe 10, 12 people type of thing. Okay. Um, the people at the, that charged us the toll to get in, um, they mentioned something about mining rock, uh, at Garth Tehran. Yes. What is that? So it's not too far from where you guys are at. So where you're standing, if you look off to the northeast, mm-hmm. you see this what effectively isn't like this old fortress. Okay. And it's 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 giant. Uh it's like someone took a chunk of the misty mountains and just sort of like hurled it down and it slammed to the middle of the city. Um its condition, however, like as you guys are walking past it. You've, you've seen some other people on the streets. No one's really giving you any trouble. You've even seen some of these, the guards and stuff doing patrols, but you guys are still in kind of the, the populated area, the inner parts. But as you, as you kind of walk around it, you can see that it's in even worse condition than the tower that you came in and the tower by the bridge. It's in terrible condition. I would say Floy and Daggett, you can both easily see that this has been harvested. Like they have been, people have been, you can tell there's entire chunks of stone that are just missing, which makes no sense, except if someone's trying to take that stone and use it to rebuild other things like other spots in the city or something like that. Uh, so, but it is enormous. Uh, there's no one currently there, uh, but you can see that there are kind of a handful of places where lanterns have been hung up and there looks like there's some been reinforcement ropes and beams where different sections might have, might be the current place where stones being picked away from. We'll cross in the morning. 
Yeah. When it's bright and easier to see, we should maybe check out the quality of the stone that they're harvesting. That could have been the issue. Okay. So you've been walking around on the roads. If you want to go into the into this fortress and actually look around, I'm going to want some sort of sneaky, stealthy test uh, to kind of go in there. Uh, so anyone going in, go ahead and roll that. Or Neil would like to. Yes, I'll sneaky. I guess I'll go in too. It's the first help. Do I get the? Sorry, do I get the plus one for my useful item? It's the cloak. My, uh, the the cloth rags that uh, dampen the sound of my armor. Yeah, that's fine. That's a regular success. And we have all sorts of audience dice in case <laughs> people didn't see that. Uh, that's a Sauron. Oh, really? Oh, no. Sorry. I rolled a lot of ones, but I was saved by a Gandalf. Okay. I thankfully got a 15, so I'm fine. But it's right. just a regular success. If failed and got a Sauron. Okay. So... Floy, you passed, right? Yeah. Okay, so Floy and Gilly and Daggett, you managed to make it in without any issue. You have to kind of climb up what is essentially like just stone and rock. It's kind of like this lip that kind of comes up into what you think is a raised platform. There probably used to be a very grand staircase that likely entered, and this is just sort of like the collapse and ruined version of it that you're stepping over. But as you're going up, Orineal, uh, you slip and you kind of tumble back down. And you hey, hi, what do you think you're doing? And you see like stepping up, it's two of these, two of these folks that are kind of dressed in that same kind of banded armor, kind of like you can tell they're guards. What do you think you're doing? It's all uh, limits. Sight, sightseeing, we just... Arrived. I, I sorry, I didn't notice a, a rule they, that said they look around and they're like, Who's way? You talk to yourself? There's someone else in there. You got you got friends. I have You're thief. Traveling companions. I'm not a thief. Your traveling companions I'm are inside stealing the master's stone. Is that what you're telling me? I think that's what she's saying to me. I think and she's, she's not saying at all to us what I'm saying just that they're uh, inside stealing the master's stone. Uh no, we we were um Titus was telling us all about different places and just thought it might be a good place for me to uh check out. You think if you name drop Titus that that's going to get you out of trouble right now? Is that what you're doing? Now, Titus is a big boy, but we know him a hell of a lot better than you. And I can tell you that if I say to him, hey, your new friend, we caught trespassing and trying to steal the master's stone, well, he'll say something like that with his giant ham hawk hands. I think you better come with us, ma'am. I think you better come with us. It seems that you're making quite a bit of supposition as to the intent that I have. Not I saw you sneaking up, sneaking up that right into the fortress, and then I saw you because you're apparently terrible at acrobatics. I saw you tumble over, ass over tea kettle, and fall right down onto your face here. 
Now, maybe you hit your head so hard that you think you've got friends and you don't really do, but you're going to come with us, okay? And I'm going to get someone else to go peeking around that fortress to find these mythical friends of yours. That's what I think is going to happen here. Well, yes, I do believe if there's a, a crime of not being able to keep my feet uh, under me, that, that certainly was one. But uh, attempted theft is by no means. Are you resisting arrest doing. here, ma'am? Is that what's happening? Nope. And she's moving her feet in that direction. Just Why don't you go ahead and hand over your it. weapons? Those weapons seem a little bit a little bit excessive. A little bit excessive there. Why don't you go ahead and hand those over to us, ma'am? She'll hand over her weapons. See, okay. no one else seems to have come to her aid. So well, she they 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 stealth in. They were cool. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> Did we see yeah. this? Uh, so yeah, we'll cut back to this. And you guys are hiding in various places, uh, out of sight. They clearly didn't see you. But when you look back out, you hear you hear Reniel's voice. Uh, one of the one of the guards has a lantern, so you can kind of see what's happening. And I'll say you're slightly out of earshot to get the pres- precise, you know, conversation. But you do at a certain point see Arineal take her sword down, take her bow, and hand it over to these guys. She'll be fine. She's Arineal. <laughs> oh, I no. knew that was what Floyd was going to say. <laughs> well, we I didn't all get charging. We can take them. We're not here to cause a ruckus. It's really as bad as it is. You guys know more about stone than I do. I'll try and smooth this over. And then that's when Gilly's going to stand up like out of the thing and be like, there's no ghosts over here, Rineal. And they look up. You've got one of your friends. Ma'am, could you come down here, please? Could you come here, please? Sure. And Gilly comes down. Could you please advise where the ghosts are located? Young lady, young lady, we're having a conversation with your mother. Could you just sit down right here, please? She is a hobbit. She is an adult. Okay. I didn't quite care for your tone there, ma'am. I didn't quite care for your tone. All right. Hobbit. And then someone's like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't think they were real. Well, apparently they are. I'm very real. So you're adult. Okay, well, you're also under arrest for trespassing in an attempt to steal the Master's Stone. Could you please hand over there your weapons no there? There attempt to steal ma'am, stone. Ma'am, I'm talking to the other adult Could, now, please, uh, ma'am. I'm talking to the other adult now, please. I wasn't trying to steal any stones, sir. We were looking for ghosts. Could you please uh, maybe point us in the correct uh, direction? I'm sorry for the miscommunication. I didn't realize we weren't allowed to be here. You were looking for ghosts. You're looking for ghosts. You were yes, seriously sir. intending to find ghosts. What are you going to do, ma'am, if you found the ghosts? I'm a scholar, so I. You're a scholar. Perf- it's a whole um, scholar over here. Look at this. Yes. I, 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 uh, I, I would love to write a book about ghosts, and I was hoping to see that perhaps I could encounter some. You're going to encounter something. You're going to talk to them, ask them questions and things like that, tell their stories, put in a nice little book for yourself. Is that what you're going to do, ma'am? Yes, I would love to. I think think you're just going to have to come with us. Hand over your weapons, please. Come on, hand them over. Okay. All right. Do you have any other friends that we should know about now, ladies? 
in in town, but we were the only ones ghost hunting. You're the only ones who are trespassing and trying to steal the master's stone. I understand. Okay, thank you for your honesty, Miss Hobbit. Uh, I wasn't trying to steal any stone. To clarify, I told him that like three times, and they have de- already decided that oh, that's no. the story that they're going to tell. Despite the fact that we were not trying to steal stone, you looked to be he new in town. I assume you, you you're both new in town. I assume your faces still yes, look familiar. Yes, Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure the master would probably want to meet you. So, one to two of you just come along with me now. We're going to take you right to the master. He very much would like to meet those who are trying to steal his goods uh, out from under the con and good people of Thorbad. So, come with me. Come with me. Come on. And Irineal's just going to sigh, but she's like, okay, well, that's one way to go meet the master. So, she. Okay. Yeah. So, the two of you, weapons. <laughs> No longer in your possession, mm-hmm. uh, you are you are escorted away. Uh, and I would say, uh, Floyd, I get you see all this happening. Any point, you're welcome to intervene if you like. Otherwise, <laughs> they're getting. You don't have to. I'm just saying they're. Yeah, yeah or not. Fun. Or I'm gonna give you the free. opportunity. Now we got to break both of them out. Okay. <laughs> as soon as I corrected that she was an adult, I'm like, yeah, that's just gonna. It's <laughs> gonna be tried as an adult now, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, hobbits really aren't like super well known everywhere. Some of them might yeah. know a, like a rumor of it here and there, but unless you're by Bree, you know, like down here, it might be possible. Uh, but uh-huh. yeah, okay. So the two of you are getting headed off. So we'll go back to the doors. Doors, what are you guys doing in here? What do you want? What do you want to do inside of these ruins? We'll skin around and see how grandiose this stone really is. Okay, um, I'll take a couple different checks and you can pick what you want uh scan will do um i'll take uh craft as well i would say those are probably the two best to use knowing that irenial and gilly were caught i would just like to be a lookout for floy i'm not going to actually look at the stone or anything okay uh roll an awareness test then for daggett and floy you can roll either scan or craft yeah i'll go ahead and craft Ooh, a Gandhi. Okay, I'll tell you this. Like, definitely this, you can tell just by looking at this place, it was far bigger than the skeletal husk that has become. The walls are still intact, obviously. The ceiling is mostly intact, although there are huge chunks and holes here and there. But the insides, like the pillars, the, some of the interior walls, not necessarily all the load-bearing, though in some cases where the fortress has kind of collapsed here and there, it looks like someone probably removed a load-bearing pillar or a load-bearing column or a wall. There is still stone here that you think probably would be usable. And although you didn't get a great view of the bridge from where it's, where it's uh, you know, it's kind of been harmed, probably good enough. It would take some work as if, if there's enough stone crafting stone mason tools around like it could probably be hewn down and and functional for the bridge but definitely this place is running dry like meaning there's not as much usable stuff here as there has been in the past but it's all high quality and it's all you can tell that this building unlike some of the others you pass where people were actually occupying there's impressive architecture here impressive engineering it's it's sort of sad in some ways that this building is in the state that it's in. Because if you could have seen this when this was actually fully built, when this was proper and actually inhabited, like this must have been an impressive building for sure. But now it's just a sad husk. 
I'll take that info with me and probably just uh, leave as best I can. All right. And Daggett, you rolled an awareness test. Go ahead and roll. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if it's okay to use the armband of the Mere Dane, I, I did that and I spent a hope for the magic success there. Um, so two successes total. Okay. Uh, so with two successes, I mean, there are occasional patrols of people, some of whom just seem like others that are just out for the night and others seem like people who are moving somewhere with purpose. Others seem like actual guards of some kind. Uh, none really pay much attention, uh, to this place. Uh, they don't really even, some of them don't even look up here. Uh, and I'll also say that with your extra successes, you can probably track just from sight following the, the lantern that one of those guards has. You can kind of track where Arineal and Gilly are going okay. and you, you can kind of see them go off towards that, that candle candle lit building. Yeah. I, I really just wanted to make sure they wouldn't send another guard to check it out since they knew people were poking around. Okay. Uh, and so then, yeah, Floyle return kind of fill you in. What's the next step for the two of you? Well, we I know had. the direction they went. Perhaps we should follow and see if there's a chance to help. So you wish to give ourselves away. It's probably best we return to the end. I never said we would, we would turn ourselves in, but we should at least see where they're being held. Uh, the, the conversation they're having, I think they're being taken into Gurnos. Gurnos. I don't think you would have heard every aspect of the conversation you would have maybe gotten a little thing here and there you definitely would have seen them like they're in trouble like whether they're being i would say until daggett watches the lantern go towards that red palace you probably were not entirely certain where they were going but i think daggett has a good idea now right uh we'll trail him to get a good idea but if he knows they're headed there you can also just we just return because they will know we're in their party Yeah, I, I would like to be stealthy as we're going through the town, uh, but I would like to see, like, you know, specifically where they go, what the building looks like, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, if you're trying to be stealthy, like, are you trying to be stealthy in the sense that you don't want anyone to see you or you are just trying to sort of blend in with just like blend average? In. Okay. Yeah, then we don't need to reroll anything. We'll just say that is something you can easily do. Floyd, do you go with them? I'll split off here. Okay. Are you going to return to the inn? Yeah. Okay. Are you just looking to go to bed for the night? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So that happens without without problem. <laughs> nice. Okay. Dag <laughs> East. There's four bowls of stew. It's, you know, way Pretty heavy. You yeah. sluggish. Okay. Uh, Daggett, you, uh, so you follow for a bit and you see eventually that Arineal and Gilly are led uh, up these heavy stairs uh, into like that were guarded and they are still guarded into the first floor of what looks to be a third floor, a three floor building. You can see all of the, the various candles. It's, it's probably the brightest part of this city by far. Uh, and they kind of go inside. Uh, Arineal and Gilly will cut to you then. Uh, so this whole time around, they've been kind of lecturing you guys about the rules and stuff like that and how, you know, how Master Gurnow 
if you're stealing from Master Gurnow, you're stealing from the people of Tharbad and kind of giving you all of these like like talking down lessons that you can tell they're they're so the logic of them is really questionable and they're just kind yeah. of possibly a touch drunk with power. Uh, but they lead you into the into this red palace. Now, I would say looking around, there's there's plenty of light, so everything's you know fairly uh, fairly easy to see. Um, the first thing you notice is that as you're going through the main entrance, there's the light is shining out, but there is these two life-size statues of men standing. Like you can, you can tell that they are, they have very clear features, very clear armor. Uh, I would allow both of you to roll, um, to roll a lore test. Uh, a you can take, if you don't already have it, you can roll it favored. Uh, and no, I'm going to take an audience dice for an extra D6. Okay. I rolled some sixes this time. I got an extraordinary. Uh, I rolled a favorite and rolled two ones. Uh, let me do a little bit of math, though. Nope, I failed. Did you really fail? I rolled, wow. I rolled it favored. I only have two. I took an extra, but five plus three plus three plus one does not equal 16. Okay. Uh, so Gilly, you have been reading, uh, you've been reading quite a few of Oswald's books. You know that Oswald has effectively been developing a, um, He's been trying to sort of create this composite, this history of Arnor and mm-hmm. of all of the successor kingdoms, Arthedain, Cardolan, Rudauer, etc. And much of that involves the Dúnedain. And it also involves uh, some ancient history, for your perspective, of the Numenor and uh, Numenorians. And the, the Dúnedain is sort of like Arineal's people. And you came across probably sketches uh, here or there and stories as well. Uh, but these are the, the statues are depicting two men, father and son, Elendil and Isildur. And they're in very good condition. And these are, I mean, like an Elendil himself has numerous titles, numerous titles. And to the point where like a whole page of script in one of Oswald's book had them all listed. But you know that King of Arnor, King of Gondor, King of all the Dúnedain, King of the Southern Realm, Lord of Arnor and Gondor, so many different things, and Isildur, his son as well. So these are significantly important historical figures, uh, not just to this land specifically, because you guys are kind of vaguely on kind of Cardolan land at this point, where we spent so much time on Arthedain and Rudaur, we're actually in Cardolan now. Uh, that it's 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 sort of noteworthy, like this, and they're in, they're they're still in great condition. Uh, unfortunately, Arineal does not recognize their faces. You would know their names, of course. I would think you would know their names, but their faces, for some reason, or maybe you're distracted or whatever it is, doesn't catch. It doesn't kind of catch your attention. Strangely, Arineal's. Enough. Arineal's just buttons are getting pushed, which is the constant, like trying to steal the stuff, trying to steal the stuff. And she's just not, uh, 
looking up, looking at her surroundings. So as you guys start traveling inward, uh, first you can tell, uh, I would say since Irineal, you're pissed off and distracted, maybe you don't see it as clearly, but uh, Gilly, you can tell that there is like this first floor is in terrible shape, like flood damage. You can see vandalism. There are dozens of paintings and inscriptions, many of which have been defaced. You can tell all throughout this ground floor. You can hear now the two of you, the sounds of kind of raucous laughter, and you can even see a few folks kind of just stumbling around on this first ground, this ground floor area, just like, <coughs> oh, he looks like you got some new ones tonight. Oh, yeah. And he's just kind of sitting there. He's got kind of ale in one hand. He's pissing in the corner, you know, behind what looks like this beautiful broken statue. And he's kind of leaning over, looking at the two of you. You got some new ones, yeah. It's good to see. What did I do? What did I do? And then the, the guards are just like, I ain't trespassing at the fortress. They're trying to steal the master's stone. I'm sure we they were trying to. to see ghosts. Young lady, I'm sorry, old lady. However old you are, you are trespassing, and you're trying to steal the stone. The sooner you get on board with this story, the quicker you will get. The master's justice, and you will get the master's sympathy. Do you understand what I'm saying? The more you start to argue here, you're going to end up like them dwarves. Do you understand? Uh, what what dwarves are you speaking of? I'm, I'm not going to start the whole story. Just keep moving. Keep moving. Stairs are over there. He kind of points, and you see the stairwell going up to the second floor. Could we... We really were just weren't trying to could you could middle-aged lady enough i'm doing my job you are trespassing on a site that is off limits to you i'm bringing you to the master i'm doing my duty enough i'm not letting you go but well we will have the rest of this conversation with the master thank you well, it will be a conversation indeed and so you guys start going up to the second level. You can see, like, again, there's more people in the stairwell and the sounds of, like, this raucous laughter. And when you get up there, it kind of opens up onto a court, like, almost like a like a kingly royal court. And mm -hmm. you can see all around are drunken people. Uh, you can see there's kids that are here as well, like young kids. Uh, you can see there's dogs that are, like, they're just sort of, kind of playing around with them in the middle of this this once stately room of some kind. There's kind of an elevated level on the far side of this area that uh, you can see a man probably in his 70s, he's fairly old, uh, is kind of, you know, kind, of, kind of propped up there. He's got one foot up on what looks like a stool. Uh, he's talking to a couple different folks here and there. You look up to like a third floor, you can see kind of an interior balcony and a woman of some age is kind of looking down as well, kind of shaking her head at the debauchery and the the sort of the, the, the basic sound of everything happening here. Dogs barking, kids laughing, people screaming. There's occasionally like you hear the sounds of like a lute or uh, someone singing nearby as there's someone trying to make music. But it, otherwise, it's just like this kind of raucous, uh, raucous event. Before I get too far into that, let's go over to Daggett. So Daggett, what do you want to do, man? Uh, I saw them go in the first floor of a third floor building. Yes, you, see uh, them, you, you saw them pass by those statues and inside. First thing I would do is just try to 
circle the entire building for a perimeter see if there's like another entrance if there are windows or like maybe another building's close by to go from the roof right. to a window i don't know there are many windows many windows uh there are a couple other entrances most of them at least have one or two people there some of them seem to be drunk though there's other ways in for sure uh the anything that you would just let you walk inside like on the ground floor there's at least one or two guards again some of them are drinking anything that would avoid that would require climbing uh there's no other building close enough that you could climb up and hop over uh, but there are plenty of windows and a couple different entrances that are all guarded dwarves are natural jumpers just just saying um it's the stockiness those those big old calves <laughs> and thighs and stuff the the windows don't have like bars or anything on them like would i be able yeah. to scale a, a side of the building uh is there you anywhere that try. would be and the I, entrances are guarded which makes sense uh right. is there a side of the building that's like out of sight like a little bit more shadowed yes there are some where there's not as many of the candles lit that are a little shadow and there's also some that are quieter because like as you're doing your circle like you can hear sounds wafting out like all of the windows are open there's like there's there's no glass there's no coverings they're just open windows in this this giant stone building and you can hear the sounds of laughter you can hear sounds of shouting and occasionally the sounds of music being played and you there are certain portions uh like on the eastern side where they're a little quieter which makes you think that maybe you're a little further away from wherever the, you know, the activity is. Trying to decide how much I want to commit here, because if I break them out, it could make things even worse. Or if I got caught, you get just more likely. Let's be honest. You get uh, caught. You get caught trying to do something. When has that ever happened? <laughs> Never. Not once in my entire lollygagging career. Uh, I think Daggett would want to find a darker place and just wait even a couple hours to see what happens. Like it's late. So I don't think they're going to be punished tonight. I think they'd be held, but I want to make sure uh, that I see that they're like not taken somewhere else or the, the guards have time to like get more drunk and quiet down that kind of thing. Okay. So we'll say you find uh Maybe you you find a little quiet corner, shadowy corner, or you maybe you kind of climb up a nearby building so you can at least get an eye line on stuff, and you uh, you squat. Uh, and, I'm uh, squatting. I think we can probably end our stream here for tonight, uh, and we'll uh, we'll pick it up. And we have a new surprise coming too in a couple. I'm not sure if it's next week or the week after, but we might have a surprise or two uh, for the for the, the one ring game here. But uh, let's just use our closing plugs. Then we'll raid somebody and then we'll get out of here and leave you all alone. Uh, Monday, come back and hang out as we are playing Holler for Savage Worlds. You can see Melissa and I in that game. Uh, we also have a special upcoming announcement for that game that we're going to talk about a little bit on Monday. So come hang out with us there if you like uh, if you like Appalachian apocalypse and pulpy, zany, weird stuff that happens. Uh, Steven, what's going on on Tuesday, man? We're playing Forbidden Lands. Uh, the party is in a sunken temple fighting a tentacle monster. And now I have to kill at least one of them to uh, re-earn my GM cred. But not me. We'll see how the dice roll.
Not me. You can't you can't kill me and you can't kill Mirren because we are the heart and soul of that party. We are you can't kill either of the adorable people. Gunk is that. a rat king now. Yeah, he's he's got a crown. Crown and all. It's awesome. I, I love know. It. Yeah, you can't I you gotta let me breathe a little bit as the king before. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be able uh, to flex the crown. Yeah, exactly. Uh next Friday, we are finally back to Blade Runner. It's been some time, but we'll finally mm-hmm. be able to come back to Blade Runner. How do we play uh, that game again? <laughs> I don't remember. It's been so long. Uh as stuff got in the way, unfortunately. Uh, and then obviously next Saturday we'll be back for for more One Ring. Uh, but if you're here, follow the channel. We would love for you to follow the channel. Uh, yeah. Hit the YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash, I don't know, Adventures and Lollygagging. You can find us there. Uh, f- subscribe to that channel as well. We got tons of old games, free league games if you're a free league fan, uh, but also other things as well. So go check that out. Uh, but thank you to everyone who hung out tonight. Uh, freely, uh, if you ever watch this and hear this, thank you so much for, uh, for the, the, the products that we got to give away and Eric and all of the Norse foundry folks. Thank you so much, uh, for giving that out. Uh, we really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we're going to go so ahead, much. we're going to go ahead and raid some folks. Uh, let's see, who do we want to raid? Let's raid. Uh, we could do I'm trying to figure it out. We could do who's on what's Onyx Pass playing. I think Onyx path is playing changeling. We could do that. We could do. Let's do dork, do dork Tales. We've raided Dork Tales before. Let's do that. So we're going to raid some Dork Tales uh, so you can watch some more TTT Rarity stuff. Have a great rest of your weekend. Good night, everybody. See you Bye. later. Thank you so much, everybody. Congratulations to our winners. <laughs>